1: Fishing
2: like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker.
0: Hey, what's up guys? Episode five hundred and seventeen of the WCB Podcast yeah. ninety three five The Rock. Welcome. Rock Hard. Rock Hard dudes. <laughs> How you guys doing this week? Everybody doing good? Getting doing good, good the work dude, week? Yeah.
2: Yep. Great work week.
0: Doug, good to see you, but better to see you, Eric. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, shit. Thank you. I didn't set a computer
3: all week, you know what I'm saying? Well, I didn't either. That's hey, uh, cold in the office. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say that. It's 90 degrees on, and Doug has a hoodie on in there. I do.
0: It's cold as it's, shit in there. The luxuries of uh, a college degree, huh? <laughs> You yeah, just got to pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> you got to pay to put a hoodie that's on. That's problem. <laughs> yeah, you pay to play. <laughs> um, how you guys doing? The podcast is presented by Elite Archery. We're not going to beat you to death with ads this week, but we really do think you should use code WCB at EliteArchery.com for the Check out the Envision.
2: New Envision.
0: And that's for all Outdoor Group products also. Yeah, it works for everything. Like Whammy. Partner or not, you go to Outdoor Group, WCB works for them. And actually, you, know, you could get the Purple Rainbow like Doug, or you could get uh, Mountain Tan. Hey, join me. You can do I, the purple's bold, but really it good looks move. pretty slick. Actually, I'm glad you did it. You're crazy. It's a good <laughs> move, uh, big time. Be thinking about your fall plots ahead of time, guys. Um, you, you can get on there, order some of the main event, which is a new blend of seed from Big Time, and use code WCB2022 or some feed uh, if you need to, or some feed if it's legal in your area. Or I mean, you. It's all on you. You do your thing. Feed them right now. All right? Yeah, I wish I could. I gotta think about them plots. I am.
4: What's
0: up? Uh, big time is really making feeding deer cool again. Yeah, I don't know if it was ever cool or uncool. It's cool now. What's up? Build the wall. Borderline. That's right. <laughs> Go WCB twenty two. Joe's probably gonna hate that. you're oh, uh, gonna love that. Clothing and camo. We've talked about uh, our different patterns. Tarnin's probably my favorite right now of the three patterns they have in the gear. Um, I mean, they're all awesome. All the gear is good from early season, mid season, late season. Each one is built for a tree stand hunter. They have the, the slot for the tether for your harness.
2: Yep. Um, that um, sure. early season like hoodie with the face mask right now. Mm. Perfect comes
0: in clutch when you get your face mask when you're turkey hunting. I, mean,
2: I wouldn't know for turkey.
0: I wish a turkey would come find me. Did you just make a pun? Hidden because that's one of their patterns. Maybe you didn't mean to, did you? Just, no, just no, 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 hey, I did know. You're a marketing genius on accident. Whoa! <laughs> you can use code WCB15 for all your Huntworth we needs. Did. Get on there, and check them out. A lot of questions in the group. Uh, we try to answer answer them on there. Sink crusher. The closet is probably that's like, that's like the big one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, it's big in size. You're right now. But it's like I mean, necessity. If you have a hunting room, you can put that up. Keeps your clothes from smelling like the house. All your wives scented wax candles. You can keep your clothes. <laughs> yeah, got your clothes hidden away keep, from your wife. Keep them so organized.
2: You get, yeah, keep them and organized. And your wife doesn't yell at you because you got clothes everywhere.
0: Even though I'm the
3: most unorganized person, so I just throw everything in there. Dude, mine, it, I've been going through my scent crusher
0: closet. I'm the most unorganized motherfucker lately.
3: Like, I, I went through it at one point and hung everything up and, like, some stuff still hung up that I don't wear anymore. Yeah. Everything else is just
0: kind of thrown in there. I know. You know who the
2: most organized person is? Ross Bigger. Yeah. Holy
0: smokes. Yeah. You hang out at Ross Bigger's house for a weekend, you come out and you feel like shit.
2: Yeah. I was trying to find someone. I walk in and he has like early season, mid season. Like everything's just. He also
3: built
0: that place
2: placed. for his organization. True. But he
3: knows if he's missing a screwdriver. Yeah. Let's
0: be honest. Yeah. He, he knows does. You he know he's missing a screw. He, he definitely ain't missing a screw. He's a smart guy. Um, <laughs> point is, he has a lot of his stuff organized in Scent Crusher stuff. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, um, pretty killer. Uh, Stink Crusher's a great company, man. I, I'm I'm proud to like have the relationship we have with them. Awesome people. Tell them we sent you, and we are going to go to Loopold Optics Performance Eyewear. It's like, I'm pumped that we we're partnered with Loopold. Like, yeah, kick ass range finders. Hold on. Kick ass. Oh, you're putting the shades Whoa. on? right now? come I don't know on, man. I can see this, he but can flex yeah. on us like that. I'm flexing. Future's What's too up? bright. He has to put his shades oh. on. That's right. Jeez. Dang. Performance eyewear. Loop of the optics. Look how cool he is. Check him out. I really do like him. I can see you guys a lot better now. I just wear them all the time. Man, I, 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 I want to wear them inside and stuff, but it's such a douche move to wear glasses yeah, a douche inside. move. But I mean, you look pretty But good. you do look pretty cool. Hey, I just said it first, dude. Fuck you, oh. Doug. This is my ad. I know I look cool. <laughs> oh. It's okay. He knew. Oh, sorry <laughs> check out <laughs> check them out loophole we're sorry uh um, no you're not and novix tree stands the Hilo. i got the Hilo right now hung up um i need to pull it so i can have it for my mobile setup in my truck i got all summer to do it i got
3: her hung up in my garage
0: on the <clears throat> on the peg i oh. got the Hilo with the mini sticks mini doubles mini doubles are <coughs> fucking dope full length baby i can get higher up in the uh the minis than i thought i could oh yeah I hang that first one like eight foot off the ground, though. I'm an advocate for the doubles, though. It's nice when you're hanging a set with, with like a lineman's rope to stand on the sticks. Mm-hmm. Like you're not like cantilevered levered or whatever the hell with one foot higher than the other. It's nice to be level footed on both sides and ready to rock. Um, and Doug, what you got for a veteran shout out, buddy? I got a long one here. Let's do it. So uh,
2: stay with me here. <laughs> that was the mustache being scratched in the mic for the record. As always, the veteran Child brought to you by HHA USA. Go to org to check them out. Uh, this is submitted by Zach Holdsclaw, and uh, there's three veterans here. Oh, boy. Rick Holdsclaw, Carmine Durante, and Alex Stewart. Says, hey, guys. Long-time listener, first-time caller. Love that. Started from episode one and made it to current about two months ago. God bless you. I want to shoot a, shoot a, Thanks, shout buddy. out a couple of vets, if that's cool. First off, I want to shout out my dad, Rick Holdsclaw. He's 73, Vietnam vet, and just a badass. I Thanks believe. for your service, Rick. Holdsclaw yeah. just sounds like a badass. It does. He's told me only a few stories of time over there, but from what I've gathered, he did a sneak and peek missions from PO, POW camps, and sometimes he and, he and his 13-man squad had to liberate the PO, POW camp if reinforcements were not available, Heesh. damn, they were not allowed to uh, wear any, aden- any ad- identifying patches in case they were captured. I didn't get to see much of him growing up because he drove big rigs through all forty-eight states. He's retired now, riding his Harley trike all through the South and living his life to the fullest. I'm proud to call him my dad. Very cool. I also want to take a minute to shout out my brothers my time and service as well. We were 11Bs, Infantry, Carmine Durante, and Alex Stewart, both badasses in their own way. Alex got both both of us into hunting, and I'm actually headed up to Tennessee in November to hunt with him. I'd also like to shout out any and all of these Afghanistan veterans, OEF, OIF, what they're going through right now after the Taliban took back Afghanistan in just under a month is unthinkable. And I'd like to thank them to know they have had brothers out there supporting them no matter what branch of service. Sorry for the long-winded message. Sorry, <laughs> right. I, tried, I tried my best. P.S. If old duck Dog could send out a mustache prediction for, for my first season hunting ever, that'd be dope. Mm. Love what you guys do. Thanks. So this probably already happened, so hopefully he did kill one. And were that backed up? That is before Dude, season? We're, yeah, this is sent in August 19, 2021, so it definitely did happen.
4: Whoa!
3: That, I mean... I mean, yeah. Well, Zach,
2: hopefully you killed one. It's a good problem. Maybe I'll have. make a prediction right now for him for this season. Yeah, well, Zach deserves that. Thanks, or, Zach, for something. hey, tonight.
3: email Doug back, too. Let us know how it
2: went. Yeah. Let me know if you killed one. Or any of you guys, actually.
0: Let's do a cheers for all those vets, though. Yeah. yeah. Thanks for your service, guys. Yep, absolutely. That was a great shout-out. Let us talk shit on a microphone on a yeah. podcast right. every week.
2: Uh, I'll give him a prediction right now. Want <laughs> to take a drink?
0: Take a drink. Air out the... Is that like... Cleanse the palate of the stash, brussling it out. Can you hear it? Yeah, we can. You <laughs> <Ew>, gross. <laughs> I sanitize your microphone after every time. By the way, what? Okay. Everyone's um, mic. Before we have a new guest, I, I have microphone. Look okay, at come on.
2: All right, Zach, you ready?
0: <laughs> November twelfth,
2: wow. morning. Wow. Call me when it's done. Okay. I Send like pictures.
3: Send. Give him your number on on air
2: five six three <laughs> easy <laughs> easy uh, so thanks for doing that Zach and uh, thanks for your service Rick Holds Claw Carmine Durante and Alex Stewart and Zach's Holds Claw because it was Zach. all served Everyone. Everyone thanks that for story, your service yeah. that's, that's kick ass that was awesome that's a great message
0: alright guys you guys are awesome thanks for being here hope you enjoy this episode
2: I'm Chase Rolson with Rubline Marketing.
0: This is Jeff Lindsay. This is Michael Pitt. Hey, everybody, it's John Dudley from Knock On TV.
2: Hey, guys, this is Jared
0: Scheffler from Whitetail Adrenaline.
5: Hi, I'm Taylor Drury from Drury Outdoors.
0: Hey, this is Nick Mutt from Bow Hey,
5: this is Melissa Bachman,
0: Working Class Bow Hunter. Working Class, hunter. Working, class hunter. Working Class Bow Hunter Podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Working Class Bowhunter podcast. Like again, every time we listen to it live, it just says our name so much that it's almost like so redundant. And people like search us on
3: Spotify or something. So I, I figured they might know what to listen to, but you never know.
0: We cram it in your face. We'll That's right. We don't want you to forget. Kurt Geyer here. Eric Hammond. We have guest host Judd McCollum. And then the guest of the week, Mr. Hayden Bailey, aka Limb Loss Boss, aka, you got to have something else.
1: The Legless Shed Hunter.
0: The Legless Shed Hunter. There you go. I like that a lot. <laughs> Boom.
1: I like that. That's probably the, that might be the, Limb Loss Boss that was, is cool. Limb Loss Boss is really catchy. It's cocky. We always have the joke that my ego was not in my feet because it's still there (laughs) all the way
3: i'm not gonna lie like i didn't know who you were because i don't have tiktok Mm -hmm. and then i'm like okay is this guy like bow limbs or what's his deal (laughs) i looked at him like okay i get it (laughs) i get it it. so yeah i started
1: trying to post uh on shed hunting pages as the legless shed hunter but i would just put a video together when i found one when i first started walking well then put out like three or four videos a year yeah, right. That's all you get. But the TikTok thing just kind of took off, so I've stuck so with that. Are you TikTok famous? I don't know what your definition is, but it's enough. Fame How for many followers me. do you have? Six hundred and fifty thousand. The last time I checked. Holy wish sh- <laughs> Nikes. I have like two. So uh, I'm, I'm one, one of them. I'm good.
0: Yeah, yeah. So one. if people right off the rip, we're going to start with who you are as a segment right now that we're doing on the podcast. Find you on TikTok, Lim Lost Boss. That's all I have to search. Yeah, you can Google it. You can find it. Okay. So if
1: you're on the talk, or if you just want to Google it to watch the videos, Instagram, I'm on there, but I don't post anything. I'm on there because my wife sends me stuff that she wants me to see. That's about (laughs) it. I get on once a week. videos. I like that. She posts me a lot of stuff like that. So
0: So you got popular on TikTok. When did you get popular on TikTok?
1: So actually, the first video I got TikTok, and I loved it. The first video I posted was during shotgun season. And when I shot last year, it was of the year before last. Okay. So the first video I posted, I had no clue what I was doing. I was walking through the woods in my short legs. I had a shotgun on my shoulder and I said, I'm just a legless guy out deer hunting. What'd you do today? Uh And that was it. And I mean, it, that thing took off. I don't know what to expect with any of that, but I mean, it went straight up to like 10,000 views and then boom, they took it down. Oh, really? Because it it shows a gun. So they took down my first video. I was pissed about that. And then I was like, hey, I don't know if this is really. I posted a video like, hey, I got like 20,000 views on a video. It's the second time I posted. Is this a big deal? You know, I'm just asking the general populace. A lot of people are like, yeah, keep going. That's
0: great. I like that. So that's where it all started.
1: Yeah. So
0: explain for people who are only listening in their car and they're not. Well, even if they watch on YouTube, you're uh, waist up on video at the table here. Let's break down why, I mean, you're popular because of your niche and, and your video content mm-hmm. to the niche of, is it really a niche? It is It's, it's kind feature. of a niche. It's ain't a it? It's a feature. Is a niche yeah. <laughs> it's an accessory. Yeah.
1: It's because I'm missing both of my legs above the knee. And next question is what the hell happened, man? I had a single vehicle car crash October 5th of 2013. No shit. Yeah. I just ran off the road. Um, I don't know if I fell asleep or seen a deer. Mm -hmm. Ran off the road, got pinned in my vehicle, obviously couldn't reach my phone. They said I was pinned for, you know, long enough for my legs to essentially die from lack of circulation. And my dad is the one that found me. Are you kidding? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. How long did you sit there? I mean, they said it could have been like four or eight hours. They don't really know. Holy <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Late at night or something? Yeah, something like that. Woke up super early to go uh, do something and just ran off the road. So then my dad found me, and I was the only life flight that day. As soon as they got me, they said, no more flying the rest of the day. The weather's terrible.
0: Oh, my gosh. Oh, wow. And I was in. Uh,
1: do you remember any part of being pinned? I, I don't remember any part of being pinned. Nope. Thank God. In shock, unconscious. You don't have no idea now, but. I had internal brain bleeding. So they said that's known to just wipe your memory because I don't even remember the day before. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. I mean, it's a good thing you don't remember that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Of, like, I'm missing both my legs above the knee. My family had it way worse off than me. I am fine. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. The people that had to deal with unknowing, whatever, because for for that, however, the recovery period and all that stuff. So I wrecked. I broke my neck on vertebra C seven. I broke ribs. I broke my wrist. Um, My legs were dead from compartment syndrome. Uh, Acute liver failure, kidney failure, the brain bleed, all that stuff. I was in a medically induced coma for eighteen days. I said they got put in a coma for all that shit. They had to. So I was in a medical coma for eighteen days. Hospital stay for forty seven days. My kidneys completely shut down, so I was on dialysis. Everybody's trying to tell me like when I woke up. They're trying to tell me what my life is going to be like.
0: After 18 days.
1: Yeah, wake up. Hey, you you know, both your legs are gone. And my initial reaction to that literally was, well, that's, that's probably going to suck for a while, but I'll figure it out. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I had just bought that summer, a kayak, just got like a random hair up my ass. Like, Hey, it's a big hollow piece of plastic that floats. Let's get one. it be fun. Yeah. And I had a really nice zero turn mower. Mm-hmm. So I woke up and they said, you have no legs. I'm like, okay, well, I'll be on the water a lot. Mm-hmm. I'll figure it out. That was just kind of my personality. Hey, problem. zero
0: turn. You only need your hands. Yeah, right? Perfect, man. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. You knew you, you so, prepped pretty well.
1: Uh, about halfway through my, you know, wake period, my kidneys just started working. They had no idea how or why. It was like a miracle thing. Mm-hmm. I urinated into a bag ten liters in one day. Oh. Because yeah. my body was so inflamed. That's what compartment syndrome does. They said my, my midsection was like as big as a fifty-five gallon drum and my legs were bigger than a five gallon bucket. Holy my whole body fuck. swelled up. Really? So my kidneys woke up. Too much piss in there. <laughs> yeah, they just filtered everything, whatever, and then uh so they pulled the pick line out from the dialysis and then Two, three days before I was supposed to be discharged, I told them, like, my neck's kind of sore right here. And they thought I just pulled a muscle doing PT or something. I had a blood clot in my jugular vein. Oh, um, no. Yeah, what? Like, two days before discharge. And then you know, everybody everybody rushes in when they did the ultrasound of my neck. And then all the doctors and nurses started freaking out. And they're telling me, like, don't move. And I'm, you know, why? What the hell's going on? And then they said, yeah, you have a blood clot in your jugular vein. They had to get me on all the kinds of blood thinners and everything and get it all situated and make sure it was safe before I could get released. Wow. What an adventure. <laughs> 47 hey, days total. You seen hospital. some shit then. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God damn. Damn, man. That's a crazy series of events there. So it was actually, uh, since it was October and 47 days in the hospital, I got out of the hospital, like right before one of the two shotgun seasons and, uh, I remember I posted a picture down in our basement where all our deer are hanging up. Like, this is the first year I've ever missed shotgun hunting, but I still saw more big bucks than all of you because all my dad's mounted deer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: How old were your kids at the time?
1: No, uh, I didn't have any.
0: You didn't have kids? Nope. Probably. I didn't
1: have any at the time, just girlfriend. She's my wife now. You so have yeah. kids now.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, which is a good thing you didn't have kids at the time, just be for oh, the scare yeah. factor.
1: Yeah, I was, I was 21. I still had a lot of growing up to do. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> Man, that's insane. Well, we're glad you're here. Oh, yeah, me too. Just happy to be here. (laughs) So what was
0: like, I mean, man, we got to get you connected with T-Bone. Oh, yeah, for sure. You
1: know, just uh, you probably can help him out in a lot of ways. Well, that's kind of a lot of what I do on TikTok is I'm just I'm just being me. That's literally all it is. If I think something is funny, I'm at the point now where I don't care. I'm just going to post it. That's hilarious. Do you you ever have people reach out that are like an amputee or double amputee? Oh, yeah. And I try and I find them. If I find somebody that's missing both legs above the knee, I will try and be like, hey, add me, like, let's talk. Right. So my clinic that I go to, that I've gone to since six months after my accident is down in southern Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. They specialize in bilateral above knee people. They put on an event every year for bilateral above knees. It's kind of a peer support learning. So I went to one of those six months after my accident. Mm -hmm. So six months after that, I'm in a room with 20 other people missing both legs above the knee and it kind of just reset the mental of, oh, you know, no big deal. Everyone here is like this. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the same time, I'm looking at these guys over on the side of the room that are working on these fancy tall legs and they're just walking like normal and joking around and cutting up like yeah. nothing's even right. you know, going on here. Just no,
0: nothing but a thing. Yeah.
1: So through working with them, I've been to that event every single year. I, I try and help people all over cause that's I'll awesome, be, man. Yeah.
0: That's really great. Dang. I can't imagine. That
1: veteran shout out time.
0: Yeah, dude, you Long got, you got one. You got one.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, I got one. Yeah, yeah.
0: do it. Let's do it.
1: Uh, so it's actually a veteran that I met just this last year, and I asked him all of the questions that's on the, the interview sheet, Yeah, but I didn't tell him that I was going to be on the podcast. Even cooler. He, oh, dude, this guy, he's a Marine. He mm-hmm. served uh, a little over four years. He's also missing both his legs above the knee. Um, he lives in Maryland. His name is Jeff Kessler. Okay. And I worked... <laughs> he's going to laugh. Here's Shout it. out to Jeff. Shout yeah. out Thanks to Jeff Thanks for your Kessler. service, buddy. Yep, thank you. Um... He is so hard to crack his shell. He's just a very quiet, yeah, but he's built like a brick house. Yeah, I mean, this guy is twice as wide as me, works out like crazy. His arms are bigger around as my head. It's unreal. Is he a deer hunter? He does deer hunt, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. <laughs> he deer hunts, yeah, shotgun and bow. Does he know about the podcast? Uh, he said he's going to start listening to podcasts, and I told him that I'd get him hooked up with this one. I told yeah, tell him to, look. Oh, time to start it with this one.
0: <laughs> yeah. Welcome to the shit show, sir. Welcome to the shit show. <laughs> thank, thank you for your service, thank buddy. Yeah.
1: Hell yeah. Well
0: that's dude, that's cool that, you know, you got involved with like I get like that community as like as a support system. I I can't imagine. And you know, I can't even imagine like what T Bone's thinking right now. Yeah. You know what so, I mean? And
1: that's the cool thing about it is when you go to that event, like you're surround a doctor can tell you what they think. Your prosthetist can tell you what they think. But right. when you hear it from someone else that's missing both legs even if it's something you don't want to hear, that's just on a it, totally it, different level. Of it means something totally different. Yeah, exactly. Sure. So, yeah i I always do it. Well, a because I enjoy it. It doesn't hurt that I'm good at it. For whatever you know, I worked at it to get to this level. Mm-hmm. But there were people that did that for me when I first walked in the right. room. Like, yeah, so, yeah. Uh,
0: do you? Do people openly, like, if they see you out in public, do they ask you questions or do you feel like people are, like, afraid you're going to be offended? Or, of course, that's probably more of the reaction, right? There,
1: there's a fair amount of people that will always say something. I'd say the biggest one I get is strangers walk up and just say, Hey, thank you for your service. Oh, really? All right. the time. That's yeah. what I
5: did. He's like, No, let me let me stop you right there. <laughs> in,
1: the, in the early days, I'd, I'd get, I don't know why, but offended or upset by it. And then I kind of rerouted my thinking, like, What a Fucking compliment that somebody thinks I'm that badass. Like I, yeah. wrecked a Ford Transit Connect, one of those little gates. <laughs> yeah. 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 My story's not that cool. I didn't care, <laughs> man. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. no. But so. I mean, you just people probably just don't know. And yeah, people don't know, and that's that's fine. I understand it. I mean, you
0: look like a badass. I mean, <laughs> I appreciate. That. I mean, you, you rocking the beard. I mean, yeah. What, yeah. what is going off? Is it your phone? I don't know. It's probably uh. It's, Joe Humphrey's doing this thing here. Breaking those dings
1: down. are only forgiven if you get a turkey tomorrow.
0: I know. I'm supposed to go turkey hunt with Joe tomorrow, and um, we're working it out. Um, I
3: got a weird question. I love those. Do you? Hit me. So like, Sleep. you hear a lot of times like people still think they can feel like their feet move? Mm-hmm. Do you have that? Oh, hell yeah. Do you really?
1: I can feel both my feet right now. Can you really? It feels like they're asleep. It feels like they're asleep. Oh, so like when you still currently. Yeah, I can still feel them. Yeah, so there's phantom pain and phantom sensation. Okay, is that what um, they call it? Yeah, so think of it like a, like your body's nervous system is like a wiring harness. Yep. It goes back to your brain. Yep. You cut all those wires. They all still land up here and go out, so your body just thinks that there's something there. And right. if there's no receptors, it just interprets that as pain. So, yeah, I feel my feet as if they're still there right now. They're just asleep. So, you know, you like you can try and move them, but you can't it's weird but it's like you feel tv static (laughs) that's what yeah yeah. that's asleep feels like that's what they feel like like the painful part where your legs are like waking trying to wake back up so phantom pain i i don't have that hardly ever anymore but i know what it was like because i had it in the beginning sure like it's it's just ridiculously accurate I i could grab my wife's foot and like pinch right between two of her toes and say it fucking hurts right here like a stabbing pain or a stinging pain oh, oh you could
3: pinpoint it yeah oh yeah it's like, like when you I... wake up in the middle of the night with a
1: fucking calf cramp yep i've never got the phantom pain of cramps but i've heard of Ooh. that one oh. wow yeah the human that...
0: brain is just doing some wild shit in there <laughs>
3: yeah i've listened to a couple podcasts you know with some amputees and stuff and they're like yeah the phantom the, the feeling is like you still like I still feel like I'm wiggling my toes mm-hmm. or that's wiggling actually, your your that's, fingers. That's and how stuff.
1: I got rid of my phantom pain. So when I got out of the hospital, as you can imagine, I was on a lunch bucket of medication. Yeah, right. it was terrible, and I was on nerve medication for phantom pain. Half those meds I was on before I even woke up from a coma. Mm-hmm. So now I'm already taking them. Well, the people that I work with down in Oklahoma who specialize in this, they've been doing it for you know ten, twenty years. I don't even know how long collectively. They gave me all the tips and tricks and I followed their advice. That's the biggest thing is if you can follow someone's advice and be honest about your progress and what you need to do, you can be successful with that. Mm-hmm. toe exercises. I eliminated my phantom pain doing toe exercises. And I asked the guy, like, hey, you know, how do you do that? Cause I ain't got no toes. Yeah, <laughs> just try and wiggle. It's just like trying to move your foot when it's asleep. Just wiggle your foot. Try and make a fist with your toes. And I, I'll never forget. I asked the guy, I was like, well, sh- how often do I got to do that? And he said, well, how often did you wiggle your toes when you still had them? I said, well, all the fucking time. He said, exactly. Like, yeah. fuck, okay. Whoa. So I started doing that all the time. I got off all all prescription medications, uh, you know, around about six, maybe eight months after my accident. That's yeah. awesome. Just by doing that and desensitizing, walking on the ends of my stumps.
0: No kidding. Mm-hmm. We got to get you hooked up with Bone for sure. <laughs>
1: yeah. No, yeah. I'd, I'd love to talk to him.
0: Yeah, we need to do that. I'm going to there, adjust this camera real quick. You're good to keep talking. There's
1: uh, so much... <laughs> I don't know any other word for it, but ignorance around it, around amputations and amputees, or at least it seems that way to me, even in the hospital. Yeah. When doctors are coming in and they're telling me like, Hey, you know, you're going to have hinge type prosthetics and probably two wrist canes to you'll, you'll be walking like no one, no one knew. No one told me like you can get on the internet and Google it, YouTube it. And you might see a guy that walks like nothing even happened, but you might think that's just a one off. You might, like, I'm not going to be on that level, but it's possible if you know what you're doing and you're hooked up with the right people.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Pull that mic a little closer to you, buddy. Yeah. You can get comfy with it. Sure. Get up is, up that, there. is that comfortable where it's at? Yeah. No, I'm, cool.
1: I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I've never done this? before. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> as long as you don't feel like it's, like, in your face or too far away, you're good. All right. Man, that's... yeah. It's so bizarre. That is bizarre. Because you, you hear about the phantom pain, you know what I mean? But you never, mm-hmm. like... I didn't know, like in detail like that you would still feel
1: it over however long how long has it been uh it's been eight nine going on nine years now
0: see i figured that would be something just not knowing shit so that it'd it, be something it, that'd go way over like a little while you know
1: no and some people's gets worse really um, oh yeah there's people that might be 20 years post accident that have terrible phantom pain wow
3: Fuck. That's an, I, I couldn't even wrap my, I can't even wrap my head around it. <laughs> it's,
1: it's, it's not, at least it wasn't for me. It's not a constant you're in pain. It feels like this. It kind of comes and goes mm-hmm. right. in waves. And if I do get phantom pains today, it's very rare, maybe every other month. And it, it comes like, Oh fuck. And then you just kind of wiggle your feet like a son of a bitch. Shake it off. And then it's, it's done. It's but, done. Yeah. Huh. So, so how crazy.
0: long after your accident, you know, you said you got out, it was like November pretty much. And then, uh, you know, I, I'm sure you're motivated to get back and get doing outdoor related things, especially,
1: you know, you love shed hunting. Mm-hmm. You
0: had to been thinking about that come shed season.
1: I was. So which- I, I grew up in the house where we deer hunt on acreage that is owned by people up near the Chicago area mm-hmm. and they have bought a little house and 600 acres. And when I was a kid, I w- would mow their lawn cause they're not there, take care of their yard and stuff. So in turn, they kind of let us hunt a small portion of their property. So when they're not down, basically you got the run of the place to go around shed hunting and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. yeah, I started shed hunting on a four wheeler. Yeah. Make, yeah. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Yep.
0: So, um, and, of course, you're like, man, I wonder what's in that draw. I want to ride in that draw, but I can't. That
1: yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I did a fair bit of walking. I've walked more for sheds without legs than I ever did with legs. Really? Yeah. I've, I've gotten way more passionate about shed hunting, mm-hmm. um, way more. And, you know, previously it would be on a four-wheeler, you know, jacking around in the fields or go check the hot spots. But right. I wasn't going to go out and you know, walk till my muscles burn type mm-hmm. of shit. Today, mm-hmm. oh I I will and I do. Is that <laughs> yeah. just
3: is that just more of like a challenge thing? Like like I I can still do it? That's how it started. It started watch was, the shit uh, type
0: thing. Yeah, like, I started hold, hold my, in my beer. Yeah. So
1: <laughs> yeah. I have the full length prosthetics and I have my short legs that are called stubbies. These are modified stubbies that I made. But the first time I walked for sheds, I learned a lot. One would be when you're really short and you take small steps your whole mental grasping of distance is gone. Yeah. Cause you walk a half hour and you've made it like a hundred yards. So right. it's really easy to get turned around cause you think you're somewhere and you're not when you're walking somewhere mm. and you've walked a million times. It's just a
0: mental fuck pretty much. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So the first time I went out, we joke around cause they're circular. My dad calls them hoof prints. Cause if you see me walk in the mud, they look like horses. Yeah. yeah. So the first <laughs> time our <laughs> shoes the on them things, the people f- don't know if you're there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, Public land. The first time I went out, I traced out, you know, the trail I went and I didn't find anything, but it was cool to walk the hills where I had essentially grown up. And then my dad went out there not long after and found a shed on the other side of a deadfall that was like 10 feet from my hoof prints in the creek. Uh When you're four foot two inches tall, you cannot see very far at all. Mm -hmm. So when you're that short, you can't see the distance. So the first time I shed hunted walking was in the short legs and that kind of proved to be not successful. I never found one initially trying on the short leg so i didn't actively pursue it yeah
3: be great for mushrooms so close oh, to the ground
1: oh, buddy. yeah, oh, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> close to the ground you know yeah. that's why kids find them all because they're yeah. yeah down there So my yeah. dad always told me if you're closer to the ground you should be able to find more to me <laughs> all right <laughs> i never did but anyway yeah i guess okay that makes sense a lot, a lot of things you don't consider until you have to mm-hmm. i'm sure so what's it like going through
1: terrain there is certain terrain that is absolutely miserable mm-hmm. that you three could walk through like it's it's no big deal that would be tall grass or fucking vines oh uh, when the knee bends it's it's just basically swings on a pendulum mm-hmm. and has hydraulics that control it with a computer microprocessor we can get into all that but it, it needs to swing forward and be planted well if there's the smallest vine wrapped around my toe it's not swinging forward, and you got 190 pounds going in that direction, and there's no foot there to catch you, and that is just oh, shit. Yeah. So break down how the legs work. There are, and I'll I'll butcher this. I'm not a doctor, but this is my understanding. Your take hey, on it. Trust us.
0: Everyone listening is going to be like, "Yep, that sounds right." Hey, all three of us right here are the
3: farthest from a PhD than you can. Yeah. Make.
1: Yeah. So they're a microprocessor knees they're autobock geniums is the company and essentially in layman's terms they have a sensor in the toe and the heel and a hydraulic cylinder that all it does is close and give resistance so when there's pressure on the toe it knows free swing forward as if you're taking a step if you can picture walking mm-hmm. if there's pressure on the heel it closes that valve down because if you watch me walk down a hill or downstairs you plant the heel and then it bends nice and slow so they're okay. really, really hard to wrap your brain around and to actually learn how to use them, especially two of them. Mm-hmm. But that's the general process of how they work. Dang. So, okay. So it's got to be like
0: a, your brain is kind of like operating this equation while you're learning so, to
1: move each leg. Well, your brain is
0: learning new legs, pretty
1: much. So the the successful protocol that I followed is get out of a wheelchair and throw it away. That is nothing but a gateway to taking the easy route. Right. That's not going to lead you towards being successful. So for a bilateral AK, the best protocol is to ditch your wheelchair, slap on a set of stubbies, and live your life. Don't go to physical therapy and walk on a flat, controlled environment while someone is coaching you. Put on the short legs. You're three feet off the ground. You're not going to get hurt. Just put on the short legs and go live your life. And that's exactly what I did for another... Five, six, eight months mm-hmm. until I was ready to graduate to full length legs. And everybody's time frame is different. Yeah. But you need to get your balance, your core strength, and be ready to, you know, move up to the big leagues, I guess. And I remember thinking to myself, when I try these out, one of two things is gonna happen. One, I'm gonna take a few steps, it's gonna click in my brain, and I'm gonna be like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Or two, it's gonna be totally fucked. Yeah. It was totally fucked. <laughs> it was, well, it I was can, nothing that you could ever prepare for or imagine. Yeah. I could. It would make some noise on the mic, but I could take one off. You'd be shocked at how heavy it is. I mean, I don't give a shit. You can do whatever you want. Well, that's why I went out and got a wrench So <laughs> that <laughs> I should carry on me <laughs> at all times.
0: So what's sitting here on the table? Those are the so, stubbies, right? Stubbies,
1: yeah. yeah, those are my ladder-climbing stubbies that I made <laughs> with a chainsaw and an old mud tire. <laughs> for real? Yeah, yeah, that's off of a forty-four inch groundhog tire. No and way, can't pick it up. Yeah, pick it up, sure. So you can see how it's cut out. It's, it does it's, look like a horse hoof. Yeah, yeah,
0: I know. <laughs> Let me look see it. It is. Oh, that does. Yeah,
1: it's obnoxious as hell. But I made those out of a pair, so you can see how there's a foam padding that's attached to the white part. Yep, that is one of my original stubby feet that I wore out. Are you selling these? Dream Team, my clinic makes them. I don't sell those, but I will thing. tell anybody how I made them. That is a crude, ugly function over fashion piece. But I notched that centerpiece out so it can grip the ladder rung of a tree stand.
0: I like that, out, oh, so I can pull you
1: know. myself up. So yep. I only missed one deer season, and I've been in a tree. On That's the impressive, open
0: day man. Every year. That's awesome. I love your motivation. So.
1: That is an autobog genium with an X three cover and a Triton low profile split toe action foot with a twenty six millimeter. This is the first
0: time a working class bow hunter if this uh, comes out on video podcast. I'm holding a a leg. leg. (laughs) Wow, it is heavier than I thought. Hopefully he didn't step
3: in dog shit before he came here, you know. Probably. He was walking around. That is a lot heavier than you would think. Yeah.
1: Here, you can stick this in that hole on the top and bend it. That'll give you Uh an idea. What now? Looking at all here? Yeah. What do I do? Bend it. Pull that wrench back to you. So that's that's oh. how it works. It is Oh wow. The fins cool the microprocessor and battery pack that's in there. It has wireless uh induction charging, like a five day battery life. They Bluetooth Whoa. on my phone, so I can check the battery life. I can make minor adjustments on my own and I can put it in drive mode because I drive with those. I haven't used hand controls since I started using full prosthetics. No kidding. Yeah, because I got a, a truck, a Jeep, I drive the wife's car, I drive a company vehicle, I drive with my prosthetics. That's it's fucking com- bizarre, completely dude. safe, legal, and honestly, it's way more natural than uh, yeah. anybody would think. They think it might be hard or they don't want to get rid of hand controls. The first time I drove with them was kind of just... Uh,
3: hey, here's your leg back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <you. laughs> um,
1: the first time I drove with them, I didn't know what it was going to be like. And as soon as I put it in drive mode and got in the truck and went from gas to brake to feel it, it was completely natural. Like, this is amazing. So there was three things that I wanted to do. Well, I hadn't drove with my legs in a long time. And hand controls, they're cool the first time you use them because you feel like you're in a go-kart. Yeah. But uh, So it was like down for gas and forward for brake. And it's on a a D angle, so you can still power brake and do goofy stuff like that. Yeah. The (laughs) first time I drove with my legs... Was the first time I could drive and have like a free hand. Right. Mm-hmm. So There's three things that I wanted to go do. And I wanted to pull forward in a drive through while I got out my money. <laughs> and then I wanted to eat a big ass, messy sandwich while I was driving down the road. <laughs> and then because I was still a young, dumb kid, I wanted to go out on a back road and lay a big old posse burnout, yep. trying to shove my foot through the floorboard. That's and right. I did all three of those in about 45 minutes. Really? <laughs> you know? <laughs> he, did, cool. a, he yep. did a burnout so, eating a sandwich and fucking talking yeah. so, uh, on the phone the day i did it i texted a picture of that back road with that big ass sliding posse um to my leg guy my hookup down in oklahoma my contact <laughs> my I texted, leg guy i texted him a picture of my leg guy and i was like hey i took the hand controls out of my truck and i he asked you know i want to make a post about it send me some selfies pictures of you using it so i sent him all that and then he made a post. <laughs> just
0: you burning them up? No,
1: there was nothing, none of that. It was just me using my prosthetics to drive. And then he made a post and he posted the, Burnout picture. Uh huh. Just the road. And he said this is like Hayden Bailey's celebratory picture, having a free hand to take a picture while he's driving. And I sent him a text and I was like, dude, I was taking a picture of those slicks like that I had just laid thirty <laughs> seconds before. <laughs> you know? He had no idea. That was uh that was funny. That's pretty bad. They awesome.
0: <laughs> I love that like you're just like throw that wheelchair away and just
1: it was uh it. it was it was their advice. I mean they said this is what it's gonna take and I let me put my leg on. Real quick. Yeah, put your leg on. You guys can <laughs> put your leg. Put
0: my so leg Eric, on. this is a, a working class bowhunter. First, we're glad to have you, Mister Limloss
3: Boss. Yeah, For, like you said, first time we ever got to hold a leg in the in the first on
0: TikTok the podcast. Famous person we've ever had on the podcast. That's True, that's specifically true. TikTok. Famous, yep. Judd's got Mountain Dews. We got a bunch, yep.
5: Good to see you, Judd. Yeah, it's good to be here. Good to always, have you back. Always. in
0: good to have you back. in. we got a working class on Deercast episode a week from today. Yeah. By the time you know, launch land. Yeah, podcast land. You never know when things are going to launch. Yep. But yeah, we'll be seeing you a lot. Your leg back on? Yeah. Where were we? Tick ass man. That's it's. I appreciate you like showing us all this stuff. It's cool how open you are about it, right? Because. There's probably people who need to see it. You're, mm-hmm. helping, you're helping people probably more than you, you know. You know you're helping people, mm-hmm. but yeah. probably helping more people than you actually
1: know you are. That, it's an interesting topic. and
3: I mean, there's a lot of people out there, too, that probably wouldn't even talk about it. They wear jeans all the time and some
1: yeah. regular-looking shoes. Uh, you wouldn't even know. That's my veteran shout-out. That dude was wearing jeans. Really? Yep. He was wearing the jeans and he didn't own a set of the short leg, the stubbies. And during life camp every year at the end of it, we go for a big hike in the mountains Mm. as like a a group of 20, 30 bilateral above knee amputees hiking through the mountains is really, really cool. Yeah. But he didn't have any short legs and he, you know, a couple days into it, like I said, he's really modest, shy, wore jeans. And uh, I gave him a set of the stubby feet and he had never used them. And he said, he said when... I first met him, you're not going to get me to wear those. And and I'm cocky as hell. And I was like, I am going to (laughs) (laughs) get you. And the very, very last last day when we went on that hike, I had to do some convincing. But eventually he said, fuck it. And slapped on the shorties and we rocked this mountain. And and went for it. Yeah. Yeah. I love them. I use them all the time at home. Yeah. All your TikTok videos, you got them on and stuff. Yeah. And I have a ton of people like, they don't see my other videos, and they say, oh, you should try the tall ones. Like, I got the tall ones. Well, you only post in the short ones. Well, that's because that's when I'm at home hanging out and right. I have a second to post. Like, I have yeah. a totally it looks like normal you, life.
0: Yeah. Dude, I think it's cool. So, we we, def- we got to get you hooked up with Bone, man. Yeah. Um, I would love to do you that. You know, and I don't know what, what T-Bone's mindset is. You know, I've talked to him a little bit and stuff, but I don't know where he's at. Right. But I know no matter where he's at, you've been through it, and you can help him. Mm-hmm. times two so times, times two yeah <laughs> that's right so yeah. we'll we'll definitely make that connection sure um because dude i can you imagine you know he, no. he's gonna need some help yeah
1: yeah no i'll, I'll tell him everything i know and help him anywhere i can yeah yeah that'd be awesome
0: so let's talk about getting back in the outdoors man you know you said you only missed one season which is incredible Uh so good for you on that
1: one season uh yeah and then i went out our area has been incredibly overhunted. Mm-hmm. I, we don't have a good population. Where, you know, 15 years ago when I was still in Boy Scouts, me and dad leaving around 5, 6 o'clock at night in the fall, you'd see 20, 30 deer in a herd out in the field. Yep. That was no big deal. Mm-hmm. Now it is shocking to see like five does. Yeah. So it's incredibly overhunted. The so pressure, Illinois,
0: Illinois in general is getting tough. Mm-hmm. It's awful. It is, it is. Everybody thinks they're going to come to Illinois and run into a lease. And... Man, I got to watch P-
5: Pike County get bombed out, and that was... Yeah, because you, um, you were... Did you live in Pike County for a little bit? No, that's where my mom's family's from. That's right. Yeah.
0: That's right. Well, who Jer- uh, Jeremy Beck said, he's like, I would not want to try and get ground in Illinois. No. You know, he's from Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And he just from talking to us and him being down here and stuff, he's like, no thanks. Yeah. Wouldn't even try it. But it, it's... People that don't live here don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't see it. Mm -hmm. They just think, I'm going to go to Illinois.
1: Yeah. So our area got so overhunted, and it's not a huge chunk of timber. It might be – I live right on the river, Mm -hmm. just north of Peoria. Yeah, the Illinois River. Yeah. So there's, I mean, maybe a mile bluff of timber before it just hits the abyss of corn and then the river. So once you overhunt that – and the hunting pressure is terrible, so I only shotgun hunt right now. There's so many people in the woods. I'm just happy to get out there. But yeah. So anyways, sure. I missed one season. Thanks, Mel Johnson. And then Johnson. <laughs> and then, uh, then went back out, and I've been both shotgun and muzzleloader ever since. It's awesome. This year is the first year that I have tagged out. Congratulations. Since, uh, since I lost my legs.
0: No kidding. Mm-hmm. So you're up in tree stands just like normal and everything. Yep, I'm just short. Just short. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So what's the, when you go to hang a stand, a hang on, and I want to talk about you tagging out this year too, but, mm-hmm. um, I got sidetracked on like getting into a stand. Do you hang, do you do hang, hang ons, ladder stands? Or what's your preferred ladder stand, ladder stands,
1: ladder stands. And in a typical buddy stand or what's called a big man stand, mm-hmm. because I'm so short, I can sit sideways and have my legs propped up. Like I'm sitting on a couch. Oh yeah. It's the most comfortable. And then, <laughs> and then your backrest is now my armrest. Right. And it is the most comfortable thing in the world. To oh, be yeah. a legless man in a tree stand is a gift.
0: <laughs> well, okay, I, I see what you're getting at.
1: God damn it. Didn't you think about
0: it. No. Well, well <laughs> fuck me. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, I, it makes sense. I mean, when I was a little kid, I used to lay down on those things and take naps. Mm-hmm. You know, like a buddy stand oh, or whatever. that was like
1: our, our thing. Because we, we're the kind of people that we get out in the woods easily an hour before light. An hour before shooting time. Legal shooting Oh, for time. sure. So that was it. That was get out there, go to the stand, take cross your snooze. arms, put it on the shooting rail, put your forehead down, yeah. take a snooze, not tethered to the tree, no nothing, yeah. just sleeping in a fucking tree. Yeah. Get feet <laughs> <you laughs> off the ground. safe as hell.
0: Yeah. yeah. Until the internet came along and told us we had to be safe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. So
1: yeah, that was a uh, uh, ladder stands is my go-to.
0: Yeah. Pretty damn cool. Well, okay. Well, that makes sense, especially like with, for the way you have those cut out for the ladder runs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's talk about some of these deer, man, coming in. I mean, the first I, one. Whatever. I have
1: shot uh, one little six-point buck mm-hmm. and then uh, just a fistful of does. Since I lost my legs, that has been my hunting career. But this year, the herd is kind of coming back, and I've had such a dry spell where I ate tag soup. I will get three tags a year, mm-hmm. and I have probably killed three deer up until this last year the Mm. side of my garage fridge is just a stack of tags so sticking them on there (laughs) just keep uh, them um we we try not to kill healthy does we're trying to do our part even though it's two hunters against everyone else yeah right um we try not to kill healthy does if we see fawns you know obviously a button buck first but i've eaten so much tag soup this year i just said this, this last year i said like i'm I'm getting it done. If they come out, I'm getting it done. Something's going to happen. During shotgun season, I carry a 870 youth 20 gauge. That's yeah. the only thing I've ever hunted with because it's a smaller gun. You can get through some stuff. Yeah. I had a pair of twin fawns that tried to fucking snort me, and I just said, you're done. They were behind me in the thicket. I couldn't even see them. I'm just sitting. It was about, I don't know, a half hour before dark, and I just heard, <sighs> I'm like, God damn it! What was that? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to turn around and I can't see them, but I can hear them. Like they're only 40 yards away, <laughs> and I'm like, God, it's right there. And I kid you not, they just huffed at me every 20 seconds for five minutes straight. Yeah. And then one of them took like five steps, and I saw it, and I'm like, crosshairs, you're done. Yeah. Boom. And I had <laughs> I had a shotgun tag. I could see that it was antlers. I had a shotgun tag and a bonus antlers only. I shot that one immediately. Dropped the twin. Ran I mean, out into the food plot, took a right, took another right, right in front of me, stop. I tagged out. I'm done. I was the <laughs> happiest guy ever. Like, so that, that tells me from, uh, I don't know, ethical point of view, just trying to justify it to myself. Like I just left a healthy doe out there who's known to have twins. twins. Mm-hmm. All, yeah, I, all I did hey, was say
0: – For the record, you don't need to justify it.
1: I will just because that's me, I guess. Yeah, and I never shut up. So if I think about a point, like I want to say it. But, I
0: know what you are saying. Yeah, yeah I, I get, I get why you made the point.
1: Mm-hmm. But I am going to contradict that point because my muzzleloader digger was a fat doe. Yeah, and, I mean she had a head <laughs> like a cow. So it was a, uh, it was Sunday. It was, she the was last day. Good. She was, yeah, she was so fat she did not leave a blood trail, and I double lunged her. Really? Yep. So she came out like ten minutes before shooting time. And I was hunting in a fence row. She came out in the field. It's funny because I always have things in my head of how things are going to go. Mm-hmm. How and they then, should play out. And then my dad is like, we'll keep an eye on this bedding area because they come out of here you know, all the time. Every time I've hunted there, they come out of this bedding area. Well, I'm looking at it on Onyx Hunt, and I've never shed hunted that spot. I don't know there's a bedding area there. As far as I know, it's a drop-off. Mm-hmm. That's the furthest thing from my mind. I'm looking to the right where the field goes down because every year when they turn around, they leave some crops. And I've had trail cams there. I see the deer come out. I just have my eyes on that. Check my phone. Looking down, looking down, looking down. That's the point I you tell up. your daddy's full of shit. I look up yeah, and there's like five there. does at 50 yards that just come out of that fucking bedding area. And I'm like, God damn it, this is it. <laughs> well, as soon as I look up, I'm in a fence row and they're not far away. They saw me and they started kind of trotting, like not full on running, but not yeah. walking either. They started the trot and I just put the crosshairs on a big doe on the backside of it. And as soon as she got right there, pow, and she took off, smoke clears. It was muddy as hell, which sucks walking in those <laughs> in mud. Oh, yeah. Probably just slipping and sliding. Yeah. And so I went straight out to where she was. on them things, man. I found the the wad from the shotgun shell. I knew I was going in line. I found her tracks. And I'm a, I am ai don't know. I haven't tracked many deer, but especially being in the short legs. Like If I'm tracking a deer, I am droplet for droplet trying to just figure out what happened here. And yeah. I probably found four droplets of blood following her hoof prints for 80 yards before she hit the timber and i'm like i, I gut shot her you know this isn't good i was upset with myself of like, course yeah. this is not good as soon as i got to the timber where she went through the brush i saw like that swath down the side and i was like okay something happened here mm-hmm. by that point it's dark it takes a long time to cover distance with those short things yeah and i saw where she started to go down the hill and there was like a spray and i'm like okay something's happening here and then she bounced off of an oak tree like she was losing her balance, went down in one of the deepest, steepest draws. Oh, shit. <laughs> and <laughs> per ended pretty up, usual. Yeah, per yeah. usual. Ended yeah. up in the creek bed, in the water, but I double lunged her and she was. Running, hauling the mail downhill, she made it that far. And did not spray a bit.
3: Crazy. She was man. so That's fat.
1: Not... She was so fat. She met, it sealed itself back up on the entrance and exit. When she didn't lose any blood. <laughs> She's just fat when we, to, <laughs> <over> here, <laughs> when we went to dress her. You cut her, and it just poured out like a five gallon bucket of blood. Really? Yeah. yeah. All stayed inside of her. No kidding. Yep. Big old nanny. Big old though
0: Yeah, we call him uh, Mark. So ever since Mark Rife early in the WCB library. Yeah called them big does nannies (laughs) (laughs) we've called them that pretty much ever since yeah yeah. or uh we got slick head from t-bone slick head i
1: love calling him slick heads the best and
0: then uh me and my buddy tyler call them bopping bitches sometimes big (laughs) big old bopping bitch yep so bless their hearts big old does man
5: what is it unmarked unit who said that pike county trophy
0: doe hunters that was him (laughs) (laughs)
5: <laughs>
0: unmarked that unit was yep. unmarked
3: i forgot about were, that one pretty
0: hilarious that stuff. is pretty funny that's a good we're due to have them boys probably back in that, yeah, that was a good sure. time yeah just straight humor and good times right there unmarked unit <laughs> that's hilarious they, he's never he hasn't been to the studio the new studio yet no he was at he was at your house last time Hmm. that's hilarious yeah the studio used to be at my house yeah so now we actually have room to do this shit well we we never really had room before this place
1: well, I remember hearing one of the podcasts where you're like, you can hear my kid in the other room freaking out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, this is a dedicated zone for... Yeah. Yep. Everything. That's what it was. But
0: now we can do whatever we want, you know? Sure. Yeah. I guess. Within reason. Within reason. Yeah, within reason. But dude, I love that, though, man, that you still, like, get out and do that. Like, I love... I think the first video I ever saw was you walking and, like, you're shed hunting and then showing that you're in, like, your prosthetics walking. I'm like, damn. That's pretty hardcore.
1: So, it started... Four years ago, I had a, I want to shout out to a buddy, Jim Hughes. Mm -hmm. Is uh, he's a Jim Hughes antler carver. He carves antlers. He moved from Illinois down to Missouri. Mm -hmm. He is like the epitome of an outdoorsman. He knows everything. If you have a question about something, I mean, he probably knows like under the shade of a bur oak, you can find this plant that only grows in this region. Like he just knows everything. Yeah. One of them. Yeah. So when he moved away, I was talking to him about shed hunting. And I wanted to try and walk and in my full-length prosthetics. And it clicked in his head, and we started talking. And he was like, dude, I don't live there anymore. I can tell you all of my old public hotspots. Mm. So, yeah, he— uh, I'm glad I called that guy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah so uh, he, he clued me in on some really, really good spots, and he knew my situation. He's known me a long time, and he told me, like— this is easy walking for you. This is going to be a bitch. You know, check this spot. I haven't been here 10 years, but it used to be Scale good. Scale one to bitch. Break down each spot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he can, he could bring up like a map. I'll send him a map like, hey, have you ever shut on here? Yep. Where, where's the good, like, it's probably cheating, but where's the good spots to check? And he'll not bring cheating. it up on his phone and like highlight they bed here. This is a south facing hillside. And I'm like, hell yeah. So I know exactly where yeah. I'm going when yeah. I get out there. That don't, that's not so, cheating. That's efficient. Yeah. He told me a spot to check. And I Cheating cheated shed traps. Mm-hmm. That's cheating That's yeah. cheating. So the first one I found was actually the first time I went out in my full-length legs, And I went to this public spot, and I started walking. The ground was froze. There was a little bit of snow. Shed hunting works well for me because there's no vegetation. When the ground's froze, that's just as easy walking as you can get. And I didn't walk, I don't know, 150 yards. And I found a fresh drop of a healthy eight point side and I I recorded it. It was my first video post as a legless shed hunter. And that moment was like the turning point of, I would say in my whole situation, like full circle, Mm -hmm. like I, I can do it. I can, I can do the things I used to do. This is fantastic. Yeah. And, uh, I don't know. I might've, I might've found like five or six that year. Some of them from the truck and the Jeep and driving down and stuff. But that was the moment of. A, the first time I started looking on public ground and B, walking on the full-length legs and trying to take advantage of that because you can cover so much more ground. Oh, yeah. And, and can you can imagine. see so much further at like 5'10 versus four 4'2. Do you ever think about getting like 10-foot tall prosthetics <laughs> that, would, that would be cool. I've had – that's probably <laughs> the biggest thing on TikTok is everybody's like, man, if I was you, I'd be as tall as I could. And I've made a couple videos about it. Like, guess what? You can you can wear stilts to work. No one's going to stop you. Like, you can, right. you can go get stilettos and wear eight inch high heels. Why wouldn't you do that? Oh, because it's going to make everything harder. Same principle applies. Yeah yeah yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The prosthetics are set up by someone who knows what they're doing to make you as efficient as possible. Right. right? right. Yeah, I, that makes I could sense. be seven foot tall. This is this is actually, because I have long residual limbs, this is about as short as you can be. Oh, really? Yep. And that's because I can still drive a vehicle with a seat all the way back. My right limb is the perfect length to go from gas to brake. I don't want to be any taller, or it would make driving difficult. Mm.
3: Okay, yeah. So much to think about. Yeah, that you wouldn't well, even yeah. think about.
0: Yeah, right. That makes sense. Right, it does. There's so much to think about that you'd never think about thinking about. Right. Yeah, and it's right. what do you and think about, just,
5: Judd? <laughs> what do I think? Of? I've been thinking about. I think you mentioned this one time, but like. The microprocessors in that thing, is there like a default setting that they had those on when you were learning to use them and then they programmed them to you?
1: They get programmed to you before you try and walk. And then as you walk, like they, they, they can put in basically, you know, patient weighs X amount Mm -hmm. and they have to align it is one of the big crucial things. They have to align it. So you can see the top of that stubby foot. Mm -hmm. That's called a pyramid. There's one of those on my foot. There's one of those on the knee. And the sensor down here has to work in tune with that computer. So if you put the toe up, it's not going to trigger at the right time. If you put the toe down, it's not going to trigger. And if you think you have two of those, you can change that positioning like five thousand different ways. And I can't walk for shit. Whoa, when the alignment, so when the alignment is so fine tuned, and you get to that magic point, and then the, get on the computer and program it, and you're set up, dude. It is like walking on a cloud. Really? Oh, it's amazing. It really is. Wow. So what you they set it up the way they think that you want. They get it aligned so you're comfortable, and then as you walk, they tune the settings and get it set up. And then, like I said, I can Bluetooth on my phone and change a couple minor settings and stuff that yeah I can get to.
0: Yeah, I might ask a question. This might be really dumb. But I'm asking. It. Those are good, too. I like all those. You know, when you see people running with prosthetics, they have like those half-curved, yeah, like the, bouncy Yeah, those ones. Yeah, whatever yeah. the hell they are. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about something like that, or is that just not So boring?
1: it was <laughs> when I was going down to Oklahoma the first time to get prosthetics from these people. It was during something called uh, the, I don't remember, butcher the name, the Endurance Games or something like that. It's like a step below the Paralympics. Mm-hmm. And since my leg guy down there is so well-connected, like he has athletes that he treats that are competing in this and people that are actually in the Paralympics. And here's little old me down there getting a set of legs made. And he's like, hey, you know, you're going to run 100 meter." I'm like, what? He's like, yeah, you know, we're not going to give you full-length fancy springs and hydraulic knees to return like you're not – you're just going to run and these will get you set up, but it's it'd be good for you. It'd be mm-hmm. good for you. So I swam a couple events. And uh, it was probably eight or ten months after my accident. I ran the hundred meter dash, and wow, I had two guys <laughs> in my heat that fell and ate shit, and I still came in last place. That's all right. Yeah, no, it was, just, it. it was just yeah, like a make it, 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 it to the finish line thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah you,
0: you could, I could run a hundred meters right now. <laughs> hey, I could do it. I
3: guarantee you'd beat me right
1: now. Oh, for sure. I, uh, <laughs> I have tried the blades, and that is a crazy sensation to feel that spring return. I bet it bounciness. is bounciness.
0: You just see people hauling ass at them, and you're like, wow, that, I wonder what that's like. You oh, know? they
1: can be fast. I've I've seen some people that easily outrun like a legged athlete. I believe well, that. Well,
0: that one. Oscar Pistorius guy,
5: he was a competing in the Olympics, wasn't he? Do you know who I'm talking about? I've heard, I've heard the name he, but I don't he, know. He was a South African dude and he ended up killing his wife and a whole thing but well, uh, I do all remember that this story now. <laughs> but he yeah.
1: like that's it. how I know his name. Yeah. yeah. He killed yeah. His wife, okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. now he had now those, that those, great those dude.
5: springy legs and like he was competing against people that, you know, just had regular legs, I guess. Yeah. And everybody was like, no, that gives an advantage. He's like, it really doesn't. They went through the whole thing, and then it didn't matter because it killed blood. I remember this now. <laughs> now that you bring it up. <laughs>
0: okay. All right. That took a turn. Mm, right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Sorry to bring it down. No, yeah. no.
0: I would uh, <laughs> add some flavor to it. I like it, Jeff. <laughs> thank you.
1: Yeah. So I have, I have tried the blades, yes. Okay. That's cool. I've, I've that always cool. said, like, I didn't run before I lost my legs. Chances are I'm not going to pick it up now as a hobby. Yeah, right. right. Well, <laughs> I mean,
0: but... Hey, you never I mean, know. Yeah, I
1: would. Hey, I, I just I, turned 30. Let's start my running phase.
0: Well, I could see how it would make someone like just out of the pure motivation to do it type thing.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know. Like, well, and I have two buddies that go to that clinic that have ran like half marathons. One of the guys actually works amazing. at the clinic. He's missing both his legs just like me. And he works at Dream Team Prosthetics, building prosthetics. Mm-hmm. He gets That's to awesome. use his legs on like the foot pedals and no run. kidding. Yeah.
0: All right, I'm going to ask another question. Then I want to get back to shed antlers here. Sure. Uh, I'm, a- I'm actually going to ask two questions. All right. Well, well, well hurry up. I got questions. Well, you got questions too. <laughs> yep. Okay. Well, then we might have a few questions before we sure. get to shed antlers. Judd, feel free. Um, we're about to bombard you. First question <laughs> is: Is it common when you're around other people that are that have prosthetics? Is it common conversation
1: that you guys talk
0: about how you guys lost a limb or whatever?
1: if you're around yeah and i'll try not to come to every question with like a funny story but, but i do have but, one but that's that would, okay though but yeah if you like if funny. you see somebody without a leg then yeah like hey you know what happened that's my first question what happened man mm-hmm. i'm not bashful about it right i'm assuming somebody that has legs like an able-bodied person isn't going to be as comfortable to walk up but me i got the golden ticket i'll bug you like what's your story yeah the one time i was on my prosthetics walking of the restaurant held the door for a guy that was missing one leg, and he didn't have a prosthetic. He just had his pant leg sewed up on crutches. And it was like, hey, man, what's up? You know, how'd you lose your leg? And he said, oh, I lost my leg in a home invasion. And I was like, oh, that's crazy. You know, hey, have a good dinner. And then we left. We got in the car, and I started laughing, like, hold on. He didn't say which side of the home evasion he was on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like,
3: like, Wait, like, time out. I need the whole story on this. <laughs> yeah, you like run back in. And ask was him. someone
1: robbing you, or were you trying to break or into or you the house? got shot. Yeah, right. so that was just kind of funny. But <laughs> oh wow, that's that pretty, is pretty common practice to ask that question. Or at least I do. But I'm really yeah. open about all of it. Well,
0: if you had to gauge, like out of what people you run into, what percentage are like willing to tell you, and what percentage are like, nah, I don't want to talk about it.
1: Uh. I don't think I've ever had somebody say they didn't want to talk about. Wow, it. really? What's interesting is a, trying to factor the percentages of how people lost limbs and what's the most common cause. Oh yeah, what is? What's the most? You got a guess? Augers. Ooh. Um,
0: I knew a kid in high school that lost his leg to an auger. Work accident. PTO shafts.
1: <laughs> this Same is the thing. working class podcast. Wonderful, trains. Holy shit! Train yeah, jumping? I would never have guessed that. Like, not train jumping, but like falling asleep on the train tracks. Or I know a guy that worked at a steel mill that somebody sent it down the wrong rail and it just hopped him. Oh, oh my! Trains God. would probably be the most common of the people that I've talked to. Wow, Tra- trains and then like the basics, car wrecks, and then there's always service members and stuff like that. Yeah, but yeah. Trains, trains are far I figured. More I mean, never I, guessed that.
0: I, I figured farm incident related PTO shafts, augers. I know a
1: guy uh, that was running he calls it a corn picker he's from out east out you know we just call him combines i guess yeah but he was running an antique combine which were corn was, pickers back in the day corn picker yeah he was in front of it um and his name's joey mccorkle and he lives out east and he was in front of it trying to clean it out with a stick or something mm. and it it kicked on or something and it yep. ended up just Ooh, eating right in the into head him, and he was he was uh completely awake and conscious now all of that we
3: have a local guy around us that he got he was younger corn picker below the knee took it off and he actually set forms for foundations for like 40 years
1: yeah no kidding yeah that's great joey a- mccorkle that was his accident might have been two years ago dude that guy is <laughs> honestly when i go down to oklahoma to the clinic before Joey came along, I was I was the hillbilly. I was the redneck. I was the one going out hunting. Like, there's another guy. Uh, oh, thank God for Joey McCorkle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Josh Wells lives down in Louisiana, and he's going out in his stubbies, squirrel hunting and stuff, and he hunts. So, I mean, they treat people that hunt. But Joey McCorkle is one of those guys, like, is he awake and is he not at work on the clock? He's hunting something. Really? Oh, dude. And they, they hunt deer out there like it's nothing that I've ever heard of. Like they can run dog dogs yeah and right. a pile landowner cult- tags. They can run dogs and shoot like twelve deer with double up buck and then just put them all in the bed of a truck. He's texting me pictures. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, that's a big that's cultural a thing here. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah. crazy. It's a yeah. big
0: cultural thing down there. It dogs. is for sure. Yeah,
1: so he's a hunting son of a bitch.
0: Interesting. That breakdown percentage of how like the that that's I I would Midwest working class. We yeah. all went farm. Mm-hmm. Yep.
1: You know. Trains is far more common than I ever would have guessed, so wow, that's insane' that is f- five crazy. minutes of the segment from one little question. what's the next one? S- second
0: question um <laughs> do you now have a foot fetish?
1: Uh, no no and i'm That's glad my wife question. didn't have one when i met her <laughs> no i don't have a foot fetish but i will say you're I'm, not like licking your wife's toes and shit <laughs> no 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 i don't think she'd let me if i wanted to <laughs> um no but i do notice like everyone else's legs like if i see somebody walking kind of funny With, I'm like nice of, legs no i'm trying to eyeball him like has he got a fake legs he got a prosthetic? Oh, yeah yeah always trying to clue in on when that when
0: someone's like in crutches because they hurt their, they sprain their ankle. Are you like you bitch?
1: I will talk so much shit. He's just like coworkers this. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with uh, like coworkers or somebody's like got the boot on or whatever. Yeah. I sprained my I, ankle this weekend. I work with this kid McCabe that like got kicked in the leg by a horse or a bull or something because he does farming shit. And he was telling me, "Well, you go boom, like, fuck you." <laughs> you
3: know? yeah, I got two. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay,
0: <laughs> I got, I, th- I just thought of one more question. Then Eric, you can ask your questions, and Judd, feel free. We're having question hour. This is uh, <laughs> yeah, this is Q and A Q&A hour here on the podcast. Not, I don't think I've ever bombarded somebody with so many just blunt questions. Like we don't know. That's why we have so many questions. Oh yeah, I, I mean, love it. It's it's organic. Um, are you tired of Forrest Gump jokes?
1: <laughs> no, not really. I don't get tired of the jokes. People are getting their enjoyment. That was oh, one no, of my so questions. I'm, like, think, how many well, Lieutenant Dan questions do so, you get? So, yeah. and Every single person that says or comments on TikTok, whatever, Lieutenant Dan, you ain't got a leg. Oh, that's yeah. kind of fucked up. That's the first time they've ever said that. Like, you're getting enjoyment out of that. I'm here to have fun. That's great. But right. you're also like number 11,562. Yeah, so, like Not
0: original. Not original. <laughs> I've heard yeah. it before.
1: I've heard uh, Lieutenant Dan, Patrick Starr, uh, Cotton Hill. Cotton that's a Hill. big one. Yeah, yeah, Cotton Hill. I don't know that one. You don't but, know that one? Oh, from it. You never watched King of the Hill, Hank Hill's dad, Cotton Hill. Kurt Hill. Oh, seen anything? I, I've watched that. I just, he's I, got, for, he's I forgot. Got his about shins that. blown off. Yeah. I forgot about that. Killed Fitty Man.
0: I forgot about that. <laughs> I've had so
1: many people on TikTok ask me, like, say, I killed Fitty Man, just because that's the famous line <laughs> from that guy. <laughs> uh, damn. But, How know,
0: pissed I would you be if I pulled a joke on you and just named the title of this podcast Lieutenant Dan?
1: I'd let you. I, I would I'd never do that. to it you, He doesn't man. give a fuck. <laughs> I would
0: never do that to you. Yeah.
1: No, I was I was designed mentally to make the most of this situation because I just don't give a shit, and I I yeah. make the light of all of it. I think it's right. all hilarious. Well, you, it's you probably so beat so the fuck awesome. out of half people well, on so TikTok. Some, that some, of, <laughs> shit. some of the best TikToks are just funny stuff or stuff that takes people by awe. I have one yeah. video that I will say, like I've got a fistful of them over a million. What my biggest video. That's impressive, dude! Like thirty-two million in two what? weeks. What? Right? Yeah. 32 million? 32 million in like two weeks time. I did the math because you can get your analytics and look at the view time. Yeah. I did the math on the view time. In two weeks, I ate the time of two working men's full career from start to retirement. (laughs) If you you did the math on like the work hours, dude, I figured that out. I got guilty. Like that's how much time I stole from the world that they were not productive people. (laughs) Watching my stupid ass videos. Was that one of
3: those videos too where you're like, this ain't going to do shit.
1: You know, it was one of them that I randomly posted, and it was funny. They actually took it down like 30 seconds did, after China I posted Of course they people with
0: disabilities. And
1: then I had to appeal it, and they reinstated it. In a <laughs> I had to appeal that, it like you're in million. court. No way. <laughs> yeah. It, was, uh, it, doesn't sh- it shows her shoulder, but it's my daughter in the bath, and kids have bath crayons. And there's a little house oh, drawn on the side one. of the tub. There's a house drawn on the side of the tub and two stick figures. And I'm like, who's that? Mommy. And I said, who's next to Mommy? And then she's silent. And I turn the phone around to me, and I say, you know, now I got to wait for her drawing skills to improve to figure out who that dude with legs is. And then I zoom out because <laughs> it ain't Dad. And uh, they took that video down initially for like child endangerment. Oh, child annuity, oh my god, stupid! And I appealed it, and they whatever said okay we reviewed it and it's fine and that video blew up and That's it's the funniest shit I've ever it's seen. gone oh so like, those are the ones it's just stupid shit that pops i up gotta go head. through i gotta
3: go through your videos on tiktok
0: i hope you pro- with the numbers you have on your tiktok <laughs> you probably won't see a difference from this podcast because your numbers are so big <laughs> But I hope this episode just sure. improves your TikTok numbers. I'm just, just a here to simplified. have
1: fun and to educate people and tell people about, you know, my story and what's possible. We're banned on
0: TikTok for the rest of the month.
1: Oh, dude, that sucks.
0: Yeah. So when we get back on you, have to, I'll, I'll, I'll have to cut out a clip of this so you can put it on your TikTok to give us some wind-loss <laughs> oh, boss, yeah. boss clock. i stare
1: right at the camera. TikTok, please stop taking down quality content. It's but, just, hey, th- there's just, <laughs> just deer in it. That's it? There's just deer that don't show dead deer? Um, antlers, we've never showed... They took down my first video holding a
0: shed antler. I believe that. I've had... Oh, most of our videos are clean. Like, if there's a blood splatter from an entry and exit hole, I try to cut that out. Um, I've had a, I post a video of creepy. It's just basically me appreciating this deer i shot holding a dead
1: deer but it's it's clean
0: it's not there's nothing gruesome in it Mm -hmm. and in an hour it had almost a hundred thousand views and then boom gone gone. community guidelines so i posted a so actually the one that got us banned i posted a montage of like us because it's been a little over a year since we uh, um, bought this building and, and we're buying all the building material So it shows me, Eric, and Scotty And a bunch of the guys And Judd um, and Nick All It's you guys cutting the butcher block And us buying the butcher yep. block And then there's like deer heads in the background While we're doing shit and that's what got us banned
1: Have you ever tried to appeal it?
0: I've tried to appeal I did but I figured they're just Chinese pieces of shit And then don't like us. So I will, and I always say not, that and I don't, I, nothing against Chinese people, but they don't understand China. TikTok runners don't understand American culture yeah. and deer hunting. Every time I do it, I'm like, deer hunting is a very strong part of American culture where we're from. That's how I try yeah, to do it. Cause I, I figured they don't, I know.
1: try and tread lightly because I'm scared to death to lose my account. You got more to lose. Yeah. So Man, I mean, we ain't got shit. We I'm, have,
0: we have 17,000 followers. You're over half a million. Well,
1: I'll, I'll make my own post, too. Everybody should go follow the Working Class Bowhunter podcast and tune in because it's awesome. Bingo, bingo. I've been telling people that for I'll like cut a month. i that clip right there. <laughs> can we keep like
3: doing a cartwheel in the studio or something?
1: <laughs> I've been telling people for like a month, like, you guys need to check these dudes out. You gotta they, make a TikTok they cuss, here. They they drink, they're hilarious, they poke fun at one another and fuck around, and they talk about hunting and shit. My buddy, I got a buddy, Will Downripple. I also have to, did you see my video of the Downripple hike? no i didn't see that one. Oh, though. all right so i'm just self-filming as i'm shed hunting. it's like man what a great day for a dowrymple hike what's well, a Dalrymple hike oh well it's where you go out shed hunting but you don't find anything so at that point it just becomes a glorified hike hey Dalrymple, what you think about that hey fuck you just <laughs> but that's uh that's a dowrymple hike because he uh he successfully gets out shed hunted by a legless dude every year Damn. That's awesome Dude, it's... he's got to feel like a piece of shit for <laughs> sure. <That's laughs> yeah, <fun. laughs> he's, he's one of my best buddies, and he's one of the only people that I will go shed hunting with. Mm-hmm. I prefer to shed hunt alone, but I'll shed yeah. hunt with that man. He came out with me this year to try and help me find the other side of my, my big horn, and we were unsuccessful, but we had a good day walking.
0: Dude, you're probably hard as fuck to keep up with. And I mean, you have to In be... my short legs, yeah. Okay,
1: maybe I'm wrong here.
0: <laughs> Depends on what, day he's, what legs he's got on that. Yeah, day. definitely. M- maybe I'm wrong. But I'm assuming you, your whole body physically, are you're probably in much better shape just from your natural getting and operating throughout your day, right?
1: I'm in very good physical shape for operating and getting around my day, yes.
0: That probably makes you physically more in shape than the rest of the three lard asses sitting at this table Facts. because it takes less effort for our fat asses to go from point A to point B. Hey, I threw my back certain- out tying my shoes one day, okay? <laughs> I sneezed and had a hernia once. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't have any. Hey, <laughs> question. Know, do you
1: ever have to tie your shoes again? Dude, I tie them when I buy them. And that's it. I don't take my shoes off at home, <laughs> no. But, dude, i just slip
0: them on Vans on those things and just be rocking.
1: So <laughs> I am in really, really good shape. You know, functional or fashion. I don't have a six pack. I'm a normal average Dude. But when it comes to walking and walking on rough terrain, I'll never forget the first time I shed hunted with Will. We went out to where he turkey hunts, and we walked. I track it on my phone. We walked like three and a half, four miles, and at the end of it, I'm like, hell yeah! Like this was a hike. This this is good. I'm sweating in my sockets. Like I might have to do some stretches. I'm gonna feel this tomorrow. And I asked him, and he's he's a little huskier than me, but he's just an average dude too. And I asked him, like, hey, you know, tell me, give it to me straight. Like, how do you feel about that? Was that was that an endurance hike? Was that totally normal? Was that, you know, no big deal? Because I didn't know how I stack up as being a full-time prosthetic user. Yeah. What's normal to me is not to him. And he was just like that. Well, that was nothing. That was just a little walking park. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, hey, at least now I know. Right. It just yeah. takes so much more effort for me to do that. Yeah. But when it comes to shed hunting on the stubbies, going through like bedding areas and thick brush, <laughs> dude, I've... The I found a public spot this year. The first time I walked into it, I found two-year-old antlers. Like really? I'm just getting where other people aren't. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. for
0: sure. Carving out tunnels. Where's that public spot at? Yep. <laughs> yep, <laughs> yep. Nice. I, I have hey, hit, that that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh-huh, over where it's at. Yeah.
1: I have hunted. New I, Hampshire. If, if I had to guess, I probably walked a little over 80 miles this year. Wow. I God know. damn. And I in, love in, it, man. Pu- more than I walk spots, in a year. In public spots from, oh, shit, Chicago to Springfield. I shed hunted one morning in Missouri. That's badass. Dude, if I got a chance, if I got an hour to kill. You're out there. That's that's a half hour of covering ground and trying to see something I haven't seen. I found, I calculated it because I've been thinking about points and how I did this year, what my own statistics were, just breaking it down. I found like eight or nine antlers in the first half hour of a hunt. Well, if that's not motivation to just get out every chance you get, yeah, right. To so just take a quick walk and go, yeah, and, yeah. Because you travel a lot for work, correct? That is my benefit. I travel yeah. a lot for work. I start my day super early because I got to work so far away from home. What do you, you
0: want to share? What you do for hell your day? Yes, show?
1: I love my job. I am by trade. I'm a union pipe fitter. No shit. Out man. of uh, local 353. I was a uh, year, year Shout and a half Shout out to the in. pipe
0: fitters out there listening.
1: Yep, I was a year, and year and a half in when I lost my legs. And they let me keep going to school, but obviously I wasn't working. Mm-hmm. And then I've been working for the Yeah, good
3: on them, because it'd be fucked if they didn't. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. At least they let you finish out your apprenticeship and everything. Yeah. That's awesome. So uh,
1: over five years ago, I got hired by the company I work for now, and I travel all over the place doing HVAC, and my big niche is backup power generators. So oh, I badass. travel to work on generators and... Do all that stuff. So yeah, in my work travels, it's uh, man. If I find a public spot on Onyx Hunt between where I'm working and home, mm-hmm. uh, I got a wife and two young kids, so I'm always trying to make them the priority. Of course, another priority is my mental health. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's really good for my mental health to go walk for an hour or two before coming home. Oh, yeah. Sometimes, so I've uh, I hit it for having two kids that young. My work schedule, like just the stars align for me to hunt my ass off this year.
0: It's mm-hmm. awesome. It's very cool, man. Hey, can you do me a favor? Hmm. I want you to put, like, fake Sasquatch feet on the bottom of the <laughs> process. Hey,
1: you can't tell me you never thought about it. I've thought about it, yeah. I've thought about that. <laughs> I've thought about trying to put deer hoofs on the bottom of them. Like two, two each? Other. Yeah, something like that, just to look cool. But Come on. See if you can get around better the like that?
0: Thing, I want, a, I want a Bigfoot craze to just explode through the Midwest.
1: I have. They were
0: in Missouri this morning. I found some in Indiana because you were just traveling for work.
1: That would be good, yeah. Yeah, I'm probably not going to pull off a bank heist. They can just do, like, footprints, and it's the guy with no legs. Yeah, yeah, but
0: the Sasquatch thing in public would be pretty
1: good. That would be... That would like because they It'd would blow they, up
3: like fucking crazy. They would immediately
1: here. think, like, Hey, you know, somebody's trying to fake this. Well, the tracks go for four miles, they <laughs> wrap around a circle and come back to the hard road, and we don't know where he went to, t- <laughs> to tire
5: tracks. It's
0: insane. Yeah. Yeah. You could have driving. some bigfoot tracks, you could have some mountain lion tracks. Yeah. yeah, a mountain lion and a bigfoot walking simultaneously together. We had an actual lion around here, it was insane. A, an African lion? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's got all kinds of paw prints. It's fucked up. Bears. <laughs> so let's talk sheds, man. You got a pile of sheds here on the floor. I got a pile of sheds. Unless we're missing a story we need to tell before the sheds. Well, I think we're missing a question. Oh, Eric probably had one. He's going to go pee. He just walks out. What the fuck, so, Eric?
1: I brought antlers that have, you know, a story to tell or there's something cool about it mm-hmm. or somebody who actively shed hunts would just like appreciate getting to hold it. Yeah. That first one I brought is a broke off main beam that, I mean, it's got some character to it. It's nothing to write home about, but it's cool. I found that on public ground in the middle of March. And that to me is too cool because that means that I'm shed hunting during prime shed season where someone else hasn't been, which is a, I'm smart enough to read a map and go there. Or, B, I'm putting in more work than other people would. Because if somebody did shed hunt this, maybe they stopped, you know, three fields ago and just did a mile loop and called it a day. And now here I am, you know, a mile and a half. That's
0: crazy. To break off your beam there close to the base.
1: I like that. That's a, yeah. That's That's a good one. That's That's a a good find. Okay. That's. (laughs) (laughs) These these are from a long time ago, but that's the smallest pair I've ever found. And uh, so my dad got me into shed hunting and we always, every, everybody fucks with everybody in this mm-hmm. culture. We always fuck with one another. You know, you meet back at the four wheelers. Did you find any? Like, oh, I found a fucking booner set up. They're too heavy. I'm not going to carry them back to the truck yeah. or whatever. And I remember I found these side by side set, just this tiny little fork horn. I put them in my pocket like no fucking way. I just found a pocket
2: pair. Yeah. <laughs> so I
1: drove back and I met up with my pops and i was like yeah i found a pair just like we always do and he's like bullshit you know and i was like actually i fucking did and I pulled them out of my pocket like check that out (laughs) so
0: that is impressive that That was pretty cool the pocket pair what's up with this skull
1: i found this coal on public land and the only reason i brought it so my dad shot of maybe one fifties class 10 point with a muzzle loader Mm -hmm. about 10 maybe 12 years ago We are a huge fan of European mounts. Yeah. So we European mounted it, set it in the basement, and like seven years later, you know when a skull can sit perfectly like this? Seven years later, I bumped it, and when it fell, it shed one side right in front of me. Really? Seven years later. And I'm thinking like, oh shit, I'm in fucking trouble here. So I'm looking at it, and it legit shed right there, and the other side You can see the pinhole marks. Like, he was just right on the edge of shedding when my dad shot him. My dad ended up gluing it back on. But anyways, that's just bizarre. Yeah. I found this deadhead on public ground this year, and it's got the pinholes around it. Really? So what I'm doing, and it's getting to the end of season now, but I have one of those uh, like ceramic infrared heaters in my garage. Oh, the pinholes. I see. Yeah. So I am essentially cooking that thing, because, you know, when bone gets dehydrated, it comes apart a lot easier. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm trying to cook that sucker every year for the rest of my life until those horns shed. Oh, yeah? Because I've tried to yank them off. I've tried to pull on them, and they don't. Kurt, if you pull one of those off right now, you can keep it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you
3: said, if you pull one of them off, I'm leaving.
1: <laughs> but that's can just... I give it a little twist? Uh, yeah, I don't care as long as you're not going to break the skull plate, but you can tell if they're going to shed. I mean, it's... It's, it's dirty. No, I, I yanked on it when I found it. But you can see that's the exact markings around the entire outside. Mm-hmm.
5: Impressive. That big one I found this year has that same thing. He, he did does? Right before he shed, yeah. How big yeah. was that, Buck? 88? 188,
0: yeah. <sighs> okay, that's a giant. Yeah.
1: yeah so yeah, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a good
0: story. That's, that's a, a fun r- one.
1: Rare, random story, but that's yeah. that's my project.
0: I enjoy the show-and-tell aspect. This, yep. is this is fun. It's kind of fun, yeah. This, this is, is I'm fun. I'm glad I brought a
1: shitload of this
0: horns. This is fun.
3: Okay, I see one I like. Well, okay, time out, because he's like, oh, I brought a boatload of horns, <laughs> and then... What's that?
1: Oh, oh you're going to have to edit that out. Dude, I got what? hit with allergies so oh, dude, no. good.
3: We're good. dude. that. No, no and then time. you just put these on the table, I'm like...
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, these these aren't what I brought. You I brought horns a boatload that you I really want to see. Okay. Yeah. All right, um... I'm gonna start with some that my dad found that are just cool to see. Here's one that he wanted me to show off because he found <laughs> he just found it this year. Okay. And it's just Ooh. it's just an impressive, thick mainframe six. And we've, oh, got, God we've got, damn. Oh, wow. we got pictures of that deer for the past four or five years. Wow. All, that's a giant he, six. All he's ever been is a mainframe six. And no we've kidding. never found one of his sheds until now. That's a hammer That's a that's a
0: hammer six. That's a beer can. Oh, for sure. Base. Base hammer.
1: Ne- next one I hand you is going to be a beer can base. Hey,
0: guys. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. Want to do a couple of the business plugs real quick. Old Barn Taxidermy. Um, turn it into a long-term partner of ours. Uh, don't skimp on taxidermy. Don't skip on tattoos. Those are two things I keep related. If you spend the money, the time, the dedication, um, the taxing time from your family to right. kill a deer, don't get shitty taxidermy. Just listen to us. Go to a quality taxidermist, and if you can, get to Old Barn Taxidermy.
3: And real quick, if they're not local, they got drop-off points. Just check them out online.
0: Ooh, yeah, you can look up all the drop-off points on the mm-hmm. internet. That's right. Good, good plug, Eric. And Trophy Line, TrophyLine.com. You can use code WCB at TrophyLine.com to get into one of the mission platforms, the EDP platform, your first saddle setup, an upgraded saddle setup, um, a pack that they offer, accessories for saddle hunting. They have bun- bundles available to get you into it. Check out TrophyLine.com. Great people. If you want to know about the brand or the people and what they're doing or what they have coming, check out the episode we did, episode 514. Yep. And, uh, man, I think that episode opened up a lot of people's eyes to what yeah. TrophyLine
2: is. If you're worried about, like, getting a saddle hunting, they have everything you need. It's, they break down everything. It's so easy.
0: And if you're worried about looking gay in a tree to the deer, well, Get some knee pads. Can't help you there. What do they got? Get some knee pads. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, you won't look gay. You probably look great in it. Um, also, CamelFire. CamelFire is a very unique website. Uh, we did the episode with Kindle. He kind of breaks down like the brand, the idea of it. It's Pretty cool. Pretty unique. Um, you can go on there. There's revolving deals with different discounts every day. Every yep, twelve crazy. hours, they like reset or something like that. But I think every day they reset.
2: different so that's my deals. browser history?
0: So. Yeah. Doug's got to delete them so his future girlfriend can't see what he's buying. Like she, his mom, yeah, basically your mom. When you go over when she cooks you a home cooked meal and you go over there, she tries to look at your phone, and you don't want to see what you're spending all your hard earned adult money on. Yeah, it's my
2: money. Piss off. <laughs> That's
0: my, yeah, it's your money. Spend it how you want to. Camel fire. <laughs> they either hate you. Us earned or it. I
2: love us. I don't know. Uh. <laughs> Whatever. It's my money. I want it now. I don't want it. JG Wentworth. <laughs> hey, don't plug them. Oh, sorry. I don't know what that is.
0: You never see that. That's where
2: that commercial comes from. <laughs> it's
3: my money and I want it now.
0: Thermoseat And we're going to talk about something a little different with thermo-seat. Um If you go to Thermoseat.com not only do they have hunting stuff, but we're coming into the summer months. Are we in? We are in the summer uh Hot summer shit months. out. But you can get fishing Thermoseat accessories. Um, and. Even ice fishing accessories. So That's right. the spin seat for the bucket buckets. Seat. Yeah, they have fishing cushions, um, heated seats, kneeling pads. Um, yeah, ice hole insulators. Whatever you need, they have self support series. So bank fishing. They use it,
2: that at a going to a football game or something. Yeah, Hockey right. game maybe. Hockey game. What's David? up? Um,
0: Thermosets got a ton. They have heated like work mats you can roll out if you're getting on cold garage floors. They have dog beds. They have. All sorts of stuff. Like right here. They have a category under garage that you can click on. And there's kneeling pads, insulated body mats, cushion mate. Um, anybody that works on a hard concrete shop floor knows what we're talking about there. Shout out to the mechanics. Shout out to the techs. Um, code WCTS at ThermoSeat. And HHA Sports, get on there. Use code WCB15. Get yourself at HHA Tetra. Um, single pin site. Drop-away rests, stabilizers, mm-hmm. and accessories. That's right. I'm um, telling we sent you code WCB15. Back to the episode. Thanks for being here, guys. Sorry about the uh, interruption. We love you.
1: Big six. That's a giant six. Thing. I
0: like that. Big sixes are cool.
1: On, on my list. One you have to
3: shoot him for sure if you've ever seen him.
1: One of my favorite things about the hunting culture with whitetail is <sighs> nicknames. Everybody has like nicknames. That. Oh, everybody has nicknames for their deer, their sheds they found. So this next one is just called Fatty. Okay, <laughs>
0: <laughs> Fatty. And
1: uh, Squirrel Patch. What's the saying with Fucking that? Fucking Squirrel Patch. Fucking Squirrel, squirrel Patch. patch. Ah, data Pace. Look Ooh. at this. Ooh. Ooh. Look wow. at Look at the B hole oh, on B-hole it too. on it. Yeah. Oh, my you want to gosh. talk about mass this thing's got a hole. And I hate, it breaks my heart to even tell you, my dad found the other side of that the next year, and at one point in time, I guess he and I, he decided to sell a few, and he sold the other side of that.
0: Was it untouched?
1: It was unchewed. it was just really faded, because it laid out a year. Faded and green, but... Yeah. What's
3: that, look at the base on that too. I know. How big was that fucking thing?
1: Dude... I'm so glad I brought these because I could just fantasize about them and hold them and talk about them for so long. I, I wow. think sheds are just a priceless. Quit looking at, it. dude.
0: <laughs> Dana would be uh, the beehole. Well, yeah. I'll blot the board that. Quit out, looking at there. the yeah. beehole.
1: That would make Dana cry. Yeah.
5: Oh, for sure. Yeah.
1: That's a. B- That's insane. Man. That is that is the one we call fatty. Dude, that could be a,
5: Like a different year off of the first set I ever found. Really? Yeah. <sighs>
0: I love it. That's a big deer.
5: Have it you works. seen
1: any of these yet? Uh-uh. This, uh, this next shed has a story, and if anyone wants to call me a liar... You're a liar. I will not fucking blame you a bit. <laughs> <laughs> I
0: won't. I thought you say I'll fight you.
1: No, I'll, 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 I'll just you let you nose. call me a liar. My wife and I found this together. Mm-hmm. This is the only antler that has joint ownership because <laughs> we watched it fall off his head. Really? On May 1st. Wow. Oh. Yup. May 1st. And I'll, I'll never forget that because it's one of my best friends growing up for birthday. May 1st. We're driving the back roads, going home from my dad's house. We see a bachelor group running across the field and there's a heavy eight out front wearing both sides. And we both just like fucking buck. And I'll, I can see it in my head. I wish I had it on film. When he hopped the first ditch on a dirt road, it popped off his head. And then when he bounded again, it popped, it bounced off his haunches. And then he went into the timber and it landed in the ditch on the other side of the road. And my wife and I were both, she was my girlfriend at the time, just in awe and drove up there, opened the door, you know, glanced in the woods, like, did the other side fall off? Grab that fucker. Let's go. Let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Get
3: the hell out of here.
1: Yeah, that is, you know, every, every hunter is going to have their bucket list items of things, things they want to find, things they want to see. I got to see a deer. I oh, know. It's almost like you hey, had yeah, that drop tine or something. This guy said man. the
3: deer herd wasn't that healthy where he's at.
5: Dude.
1: Yeah. I begged
3: a different. They're all malnutrition and,
1: <laughs> and big. These are all from
5: the farm in uh, Winchester and Fieldville, Iowa. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. New Hampshire, right? Yeah. yeah
1: that's fine. That's yeah. Yeah. So Rhode Island. Mm-hmm. That, that is my, whenever you're shed hunting with somebody else, somebody sees it first. Yeah. That is the only antler that I can even think of that has joint like ownership. Because we both watched it fall off
3: his head. He was super tight too. Like, look at. I bet you was sitting.
0: I got one time I was shed hunting, actually on lunch break with a coworker, and I looked over and seen the shed, and I go, "There's a shed," but he was closer to it, and he picked it up, and it was this big six point side, you know, six points on one side, and he's like looking at, I'm like, "Hey, dude." I spotted it. Give me it. that antler. That's but, mine. And he did hand it over to me. Mm. But I'm like, hey, there's a shed. And he ran over and grabbed it. And I was like, oh, yank. Like, get away with this. <laughs> you know? But he was cool. Like He's like, you did see it.
1: Right. All right. So you got a kick out of a broke off main beam. I like yeah. that. All right. What the fuck? You
0: found the a base, dude. <laughs>
1: My dad saw the all
0: these, man.
1: My dad found that in the middle of a picked cornfield.
3: No fucking way. He
1: has better luck than me. He literally stopped the four wheeler. Wow. He stopped the four wheeler to take a break and drink a beer. He stopped the four wheeler. That's a cool
0: find, right there, man.
1: We have one picture of that antler of that deer, and it's during the rain, so he's all wet. And then the picture's kind of blurry, but you can just see that the one side is just brow, and we never knew. Like, did he grow that way? He or broke did that he snap off, it off
0: early. He that's, snapped that off. That's the that
1: definition
3: of a broken main beam right there.
1: That is a giant fucking deer that snapped his mane. Early. That That's early. That is- Like a, velvet? I mean, I think it
5: out be after velvet. be
0: after velvet. He got hit by a car or something. Had like to that. have. Something major.
1: That's a thick antler, man. You know, because
3: usually when you think of broken main beam, you think like halfway up and it
0: snapped
1: off. Yeah, or mm-hmm. just, you know, the fork at the end. The not at the sun. fucking not, base. Not at the base of a coat. He got smacked
0: okay. by something. Yeah. Someone shot at him. Hell, if you took this airport, they probably think it's a weapon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is a... Uh,
0: Someone tried to poach that deer.
1: Like I said, I'm, I brought in some real once-in-a-lifetime stuff. And we also got, just because we're always out in the woods, my dad found two heads locked up. I found a dead head with a, a muzzy four blade buried in the brain pocket. No mm. shit. Um, and one of the craziest ones is we found a deadhead. It wasn't like considerable size, so I don't know what you guys do with them. It still had some hair on it. You just chuck it over next to the woods, make sure the squirrels don't get it, but let it rot away the rest of the way, and then sure. it yeah. can come inside or go in a flower garden. Well, you know, like coming out of the skull, you'll see tendons and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, it had been sitting out there for like a year. And I went over to make sure the squirrels weren't chewing on it, and it looked like one of those tendons was sticking right out of the forehead, and I grabbed it, and it's a fucking tine. Oh, really? That's there, probably how he died? There's pictures. Yeah, there's pictures of it on a Facebook group, but it's about an inch, inch and a half long. Fucking antler tine was buried in this thing's forehead. It didn't enter the brain cavity. It just went into the sinuses, but right up front. That oh, is, one of That's the craziest nuts. things ever. I
0: held a shed at the Wisconsin show this year. Do you, I don't know if you were standing with me or not. It had a broadhead in the yeah. burr out I think the I base. Saw posted yeah. That. yeah, and I, I need to make a, another post with it. And, just, and his, well, I can't remember his theory. It uh, had been shot and like kind of in the pedicle and the broadhead was protruding. And mm-hmm. when it shed, it, like took the that would be a crazy I do remember that shed now. Crazy, huh? Yeah. It wasn't a real big shed. No. But it still sort had of a broadhead taken out of it. Not crazy. What else you got? You got more down here?
1: Oh, I do. I do. All right. Um, Dana Pace yep. has a large eight point pair. Have you ever met Dana? I have not. Okay. Oh,
0: you Dana got Dana Pace
1: has a large eight point pair. Correct. Mm-hmm. Have you seen him?
0: Yeah, I actually. I'll, I'll tell some details later. I know. I know the deer. Actually, you do. Yeah. Is
1: it is it straight typical yeah. eight or is there any extra tines? Clean eight. What's the score?
0: 160, 164 or 166? With how much spread? I don't know. Or is it bigger than that? 168? I don't remember. He won. So, at, it's it's high 60s. is a clean eight. It's got 14 inches. High twos. 60s, clean eight. Yeah.
1: When you score sheds, you score them with an 18 inch spread. Is that correct? I don't know for sure. That's what I've heard. Yeah. So, well, if that's true, if his scored in the. Let me text him, see if he'll respond yeah. well over here. Call him. I could call him. Because my dad, and a lot of these are things my dad found, but he hits it just as hard as I do. It's where I get it from. I have, like, potentially top five in the world, eight points. I'd, I wouldn't bet the farm on it, but I'd bet some <laughs> considerable money on it. Bet the
3: tractor on it?
1: <laughs> well, you guys, like, just looking at the deer around here and what you guys do and get involved, you'll be able to tell me, but... He's glancing like that is just fucking impressive. We'll see
0: if he responds. I just texted right. Dana. for Hopefully quick here he can respond.
1: Dude. <laughs> That's why I didn't want to lay him on the table. I wanted yeah. the shock factor from Kurt. Oh. Damn. All right. Let me hold them motherfuckers. See, and that's why I brought them because anyone that appreciates it,
3: Jesus, oh, wow. look at those twos and threes.
1: I we rough scored that at 168 and change with an 18 inch spread. So you got to think when it's on the deer, that'd be a 170. Wow, holy DNA.
0: fuck. They, these, yeah, I don't want to say they're bigger than Dana's, Dana's were mass heavy, not time yeah. heavy like this. I don't, I'm trying to get them on our camera here in the studio.
1: They're too big, Kurt.
0: I know they are too. <laughs> wow that's up there dude some of the biggest eight
1: that is that's a big ass eight wow my dad is convinced that we have the sheds from the year before i'm not do you know the deer that deer never got saw never got harvested never heard about it i mean it's small town marshall county illinois you kind of hear about big deer that get killed as far as i know nobody's that's a ghost that's a clean eight that's a clean eight those sheds got found oh, 2011, 2012. Damn. Got it. That's a they big they
3: had to be almost touching. Look at that.
0: You're a little Just tight on your bases. There you go. Still, though. Yeah, still damn close. Slammer eight. All right, did he respond? Oh, shit, I thought he responded.
1: That's a big-ass eight.
0: That's a giant eight, man. Woof. Yeah, Dana
3: fucking loses his <laughs> mind over them. That's a giant. How far were these sheds apart?
1: That my dad, I don't know how many miles, but he searched for weeks, oh really, right. the to. other side I bet. and I want to say <laughs> the other side was three quarters of a mile away. No kidding <sighs> three me. quarters of a mile away, and my dad oh, was tired as hell and went over by this deadfall to sit on it and take a break, and that was laying on the other side, oh, shit, yeah. really
2: yeah,
5: that's wild.
3: You have to think, though. You could see that from, you'd think you'd see it from a mile away. You'd think Whatever you way would, it's but sitting. But. Like
1: anybody out there that shed hunts knows how well those things can hide. They just, you find oh, the yeah. small ones. And then you're pissed because you didn't find the big ones.
3: Remember that guy, I think it was Wisconsin also. He's like, check out this shed. And it was like three quarter yeah, inches.
0: Yeah,
1: I would love to find a button.
0: Here's
1: oh, me. Oh, it was I, literally I have, like this. I have technically found a spike, but it was it was bigger than these. These are probably right. my smallest antler. And the only reason I found them is because I was walking this creek bed and I kicked deer up off the bed. Well that's one of my golden rules when you see deer that especially you kicked up off a of bed. Probably a shit in there. You gotta go see that. Like, hey, it's Dana just,
0: said what what did each one of these measure separately, do you know? No. He said one was seventy four and one was seventy two with about four inches chewed off. So
1: Well, text him the picture of these. Oh here. Did you take a picture of me holding them? Yeah. So anyways, I was down in a creek bed and I kicked some deer up and it was at the top of like one of those Marshall County mountain motherfucker hills. And mm-hmm. Well goddamn it, I got rules, I got principles. I have to walk up this damn hill now. <laughs> this was before I lost my legs obviously. Um but I walked right up the hill and as soon as I got up to where they were, both of those were like right next to each other.
0: The small ones, you are Yeah, yeah, the yeah. small ones, yeah. Dude, I get I'm still mind blown by those that eight set.
1: I'm I know. They're d- just the main beam, the wraparound. Here, hold, them up. Them hold, up.
0: hold them up just for podcast sake. I want to take a picture of you on the mic with these. This is crazy. Now hold your legs up, too, at the
3: same
1: time. You want <laughs> like, on the mic? Stand up. stand up. Stand up? No, I'm kidding. Don't stand <laughs> up. <laughs> How would they be on his head about like that?
5: Yeah, eighteen inch spread way short changes that deer. Yeah. Oh, oh it does Everybody's sure. a
1: buck, buck eighty eight point. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> damn close. It's down. damn Dude, close. I we scored them when he first found them.
0: I can't even hardly believe what I'm looking at. I mean, that that's gotta be a high seventies. Let's see, I texted the Dana a picture. Good loud, he says. <laughs> Good loud. <laughs> Here, I can probably call Dana. Call him. Can you plug him in?
5: He's going to have his phone in his left hand.
0: Let me see. i got to – let me ask him.
3: Yeah, 18-inch spread on that thing. is well, short-chain.
1: I, I mean – I'm not a professional scorer. I, I'm not either. But I think that's how you're supposed to measure shit.
0: I, Dana so, will know. Um, or Brock He's always or busy. Something. He's always busy. Yeah, but Bucky. I, I, I Bucky believe it, if it. I remember yeah, right,
1: it was it was one sixty eight and change with an eighteen inch spread.
0: On the, on the this set, mm-hmm. it's it's. I think that might be a little bigger than Dana's. We'll see if we can call what him. are ass. the beam length tonight? Oh, he's in an awards that's banquet right now.
1: Long, <laughs> long. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Long ass time ago, but that's that is probably he can't do it. That's probably one of our prized prize sets that hang in the basement oh it's got to be he's got those damn overachieving kids yeah <laughs> well, this
0: kid's all trying to accomplish things in life be he and he's shit. all supporting them
5: yeah what a loser <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. dumbass <laughs> we're here doing a podcast like everybody else <laughs> in the country
1: nowadays all right let's see the next one antlers with nicknames okay i i just talked to a guy earlier today because i you know i work with another guy who work for the railroad i'm playing with their generators. And I asked him, like, hey, do you deer hunt? And he was like, yeah, deer hunt. And I was like, well, I'm going to be on this podcast later. i got a duffel bag and some badass jet antlers. Do you want to see them? Like, I want to show these off. Yeah. I showed him this one. I told him our nickname. And he said, we have a buck that we call flamethrower. Do any of you guys have a buck you call flamethrower? No. Nope. Imagine an antler. That looks like fire.
0: I already know what you're talking Let's about. Let's just
1: go right back to when you was like seven years old. You got to draw a deer yep. with fire antlers. Yep. Are you ready to see it in real life and hold yep. it?
0: I, I'm, I'm thinking of David Blanton's buck he killed. You know what I'm talking about? Nope. Yeah, yeah this is sweet. I'll, I'll pull it up
1: here. Wow. That is a random weirdo, and we call that flamethrower. Holy shit. It's hard to tell exactly how that would sit on his head. Imagine that. Got I your
0: that.
3: Your thumb would be the brow, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah, it'd be like this. That's how it would sit. Do you imagine that deer walking at you? Wow. We got to post some pictures of this.
1: It's just, that's an odd one. Here, where's the look?
3: I mean, what's his two, three, four, and five, and eight,
1: and nine? Just squiggles, Whoa, man. Oh,
0: man. Squiggles. Here, let me pull up a picture of uh, David Blankenshaw in a bar.
1: That is flamethrower. That's another one that's been down in our basement for 10, 15 years. You know, probably four or five times a year, I'll be over at my old man's house, and we will just randomly walk downstairs, pick up antlers, and talk about them. And And he's got a
3: broken one, too. Yep.
0: I probably won't be able to find it. I just, I don't know what they call the deer. I just typed in buck, but the dude's killed a million
1: deer, so. (laughs) you
3: just Google the word buck? No, David Blanton buck.
1: (laughs) isn't
3: it so crazy like what what causes shit to grow like this
1: i don't know but i'm in love with it
0: i figured it'd pop up because it was a fairly within a couple of years and
1: never mind he killed a buck that kind of had like i've seen other deer like that they kind of get the squiggles but that one's just
5: that's how creepy is creepy has that a little
1: bit yeah too weird not to talk about that does that
3: that reminds me of like the olympic flame you know like the statue of it
1: you know weirdo that is one this year i found uh you know there's that fine line of like what's typical what's non-typical yeah somebody says i found a non-typical shed this year is probably the first year i ever found one that i would call non-typical mm-hmm. and it was fucking squirrel patch chewed to shit mm-hmm. but it was a random spot that nobody told me about that i found on on x hunt and i was two miles from the fucking truck i don't care if it was a chewed up sliver of a spike i was happy to find it by yeah, yeah i was yeah. back and in I, there i found it and it had tines two tines sticking up and the brow tine was pointing down and i was like what the fuck is that it's kind of backwards and i walked up and grabbed it and that's all it was it was a brow tine and then it goes down into two little paddles and usually i've seen that before on deer that get injured or something but they're they're fat they're regressing they're unhealthy something's going fucking weird this was a young deer that had like
0: messed a up pedicle small
1: or base it was it wasn't gnarly like it fucked up in velvet that's just the way it grew Hmm. That's a so bad antlers. I forgot to bring it in, but I found that antler and a bow release. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I found somebody's release. <laughs> Damn yeah. it! Yeah, that's in great. a random spot. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. Dude, that's
0: a good fun. That's a fun collection of antlers. Yeah, it is. I kind of um, like the show and tell type thing too. I do. What else we got? I, we got a couple more.
1: All right. This one, <sighs> buddy.
0: That's a slammer. Yep.
1: This is the first shed I found this year. I found it on accident going out to check trail cans, I was not going out to actively shed hunt. This was on January 17th. So and it, had, it had fresh red blood. And I have a picture of him like 30 hours before I found it walking with this side and this side only. Really? Ooh. I probably burned 10 miles because I knew the direction he came from. The, the last time he was, he was wearing this one and not another one, but I, I rough scored that one at 73. At a stud. woo boy. And I have a I have pictures of that buck. He's got that split on his G two every year, and he's doing nothing but getting bigger. He was honestly he was about that exact same size last year. He just packed on a little more mass. Mm-hmm. That's and like when the bucks
3: has a dead giveaway because of that G two. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's a he's a early shedder, because I didn't know which one it was. This
0: isn't a super old deer, is it?
1: I don't think so. No, but a couple years ago you I got, got a.
0: You might have yourself a two hundred incher on the way, buddy. That that,
1: that deer might pop that is not in a spot you can hunt
0: not in a spot anybody can hunt correct
1: i mean there's farms around it because like i just came from (laughs) southern central iowa where they have chunks of public ground that are big enough to get lost in Mm -hmm. where i come from central illinois like your biggest public chunk is what, 500 acres, maybe? Six acres. Like the surrounding yeah. farms, there is no deer that is- Not worth traveling season.
0: out of state for.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, just stay home. There's huge deer in Mexico. Just so stay down. Home. I heard that. Canada's yeah. got Hot some good damn. ones too in Saskatchewan.
0: Saskatchewan? So, uh, uh, yeah, I heard yeah, that. Yeah, that,
1: that's in an interesting spot that off the air I can elaborate on. Okay. But you cannot hunt that spot. around Areas around it, yeah. But I got trail cam pictures of another deer every bit as big as that. In the same thing. Same that
0: deer's going to blow up, dude. Yep. It's already blown up, but it's going to pop, I bet.
1: I bet he didn't gain 8, 10 inches from the year before. He looked wow. the exact... If I show you... and old trail cam photo of him and dude, I mean, sometimes all it takes old, is one
0: year and they got 40 inches i think on. you're right though i think he's a younger deer it seems that it lo- doesn't look like a real massive old buck like no, mm.
1: but the the character of it the dark lines and he's almost got like i call it moose grain it's beautiful when you get a dark horn that has it kind heavy, of his tips wide out and stuff yeah yep. that's just a gorgeous antler and i found it like i said early season on yeah, that's accident.
0: It's about as pretty as an antler as you'll get. So right when there. your year yeah,
1: starts with almost a seventy-five inch, like okay, well it's game on. I don't have to really. Yeah, beat I'm it. already
0: happy. We're yeah. good. I'm going no, back to bed. I yeah.
1: wanted to say that I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping Dana will listen to this, but he has his uh, eighty and eighty rule. I've Adapted that I want to, I want to do like five and 50. Like, that's all I need. I uh, like that. Yeah, 50. let's be realistic with these yeah. expectations,
0: <laughs> working class expectations. Yeah. Five and 50. That's pretty good. Yeah, so I like that.
1: Um, big fan, found, be proud. I found some, uh, some like a big chewed up antler on public. But the first year that I started, like, the first year I started walking on the tall legs, and I found one in a public spot, like, this is cool. But I didn't hit it hard, hit it hard. The next year, I told myself, like, it's on. Mm-hmm. I am hitting it hard, looking on Onyx on, I'm finding places to go, and I'm making time to actually go. Mm-hmm. And I, I tracked it mile per mile. So I knew exactly how far I had walked. I walked 34 miles before I found my first shed on foot. Damn. Um, damn. I walked like my this. ass off, and it paid off. It is. Damn. Yeah, and it had been sitting there for like at least a couple of weeks, but I, I walked 34 miles of sweating and cussing and fighting. And I walk up on that, and it was like, okay, it's all worth it now. It's a good, good analog. totally it. worth
0: Gappy, it. Gappy, some bitch.
1: Yeah, and he's, his G2 points in, and his main beam points up. So it kind of looks like a little protractor action. I like It's kind of it, yeah.
0: Texas y. Te- flat beam,
1: man. Yeah, just straight up, and then. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? But his yeah. beam just comes flat. So I walked 34 miles to find that shed. And I heard on another podcast, like people like bringing memorabilia and shit. And if you don't care, I want to leave that here and give it to you guys. Oh, no way. Oh, yeah. You're not leaving this here. That is. That's 35 miles on two fake legs to find that. And I'd I'd be honored. You ain't getting like. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you <hear those laughs> other yeah. hey, Bro, if you're going to leave anything, leave that giant ape I mean, yeah, just, I I'm just ape saying. Yeah. I'm just saying. But if you guys would have like a spot that you want to hang in or just you know, you, point out, appreciate I mean, if you're going to do that, that you
3: got to sign it and do your episode
1: number and everything. <laughs> sure. No, yeah. I'd I'd yeah. love to do that. I thought long and hard about it, too, because I have an antler. Dude,
0: you don't have to leave the antler here. You don't have no, to. No,
1: listen, I have, and I I want to, and it came down between that one and one that is arguably bigger. But it had been laying there a couple of years, and it got chewed, and it's still like, it's just, you found a dinosaur bone, because it's so big, and Ask it judd. laid there for so long. <laughs> you ever found yeah. a dinosaur bone? <laughs> yeah. yeah you ever found a
0: mammoth tuss? Real impressive, but ever found a mammoth tuss? Right.
1: <laughs> one upper jud over here. <laughs> no, so no, no, no. I asked my dad, like, hey, this is what I want to do. I'd be psyched about it. I got it narrowed down to, like, antlers that have to do with my story and something that means something to me. And I showed him those two, because the chewed up one means... Like I, that was one of my first big hunts in my stubbies. What I actually did was I took a backpack and I walked as far as I could in the full length legs. And then when it started to get thick, I unbolted, put short legs on, put my legs in my backpack to get through the thick stuff. And I found that big one. Mm -hmm. So I was getting out, looking where other people haven't been on public land. I explained all this to my dad. I showed it all to him. And my dad just said, that's fucking easy. Why ain't nobody wants to chewed up goddamn shed? Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> come on. Yeah, yeah, if you got to give them one, like they, that one's fucking <laughs> worth it. Nobody wants chewed up piece yeah. of shit. Give them a pretty one.
0: Well, I, 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 we appreciate that big time, man. And, uh, yeah, you got to sign it if you're gonna leave it. Sure, I can do that. Yeah, you got to. And, dude, incredible. Great show and tell of sheds. See, I, I brought, you I, you
3: I, almost I brought it.
1: like a,
0: they're not the same, but Fif- I,
1: 55 miles apart. Okay, never mind. Our our
0: drive? Winter migration. Winter (laughs) range. Look at the G2s, though,
3: how they both curve in.
0: Cool, yeah, I mean, that's Uh a good point. That's cool. Dude, this is probably the best show-and-tell story collection of
1: sheds. The
0: thing I've ever been ran through, you know? I'm
1: I'm honestly, I was honored and tickled to death to be here, started... Yeah. I I started listening to the podcast in 2016 and I forgot to look it up on Facebook but Judd's probably the one that turned me on to it. He forgot when, about us. When it's I okay. start, no, I <laughs> forgot about podcasts, but <laughs> when I started working for this company, you know, you're working by yourself, you put the headphones in, you zone out, well, eventually music gets boring. Yeah. Yep. So, I switched to podcast. So, I heard about you guys from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then I think the one thing that you you like gave me a shout out on a podcast like people that shed hunter and a cult they'd say like man <laughs> if i lost both my legs i'd still be out there shed who oh, you fucking yeah right well yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i fucking am too. Yeah. yeah yeah so uh yeah that i don't know where the hell i was going with no. that but
0: just listen to the show and whatnot well we're we're glad to have you in the studio man i'm glad yeah. we we're able to like make this work and you're able to come in and bring all the uh oh, yeah, show that's, what I was,
1: that's what i was saying so yeah i that's that's creme de la creme. That's, I asked my dad, hey, if you were only going to bring like a duffel bag of them, which ones have stories, which ones are cool, which ones would yeah. somebody want to just hold because they're freaking neat. Yeah. We probably have. So I found 19 this year. So that's and, impressive work right there. I'm not, yeah. I'm not done. I want to crack 20. This, yeah, this you got to find one more. This is my record year. I haven't tracked mile per mile, but I've probably – I can easily say – arguably i've walked 80 plus i believe 80, it man plus and you i know end honest. up
3: in an odd number yeah Dude, i
0: think my record's like 20 like n- not more than 20 no but like in there and that's a fuck ton for me and that's a year that i went balls to the wall like you know? i said
1: the, the stars aligned with my workload and my job's really flexible you get a generator in chicago that's broke well i mean i'm leaving my house at 4 30 in the morning and it could be a, a bad battery and i carry one on my truck mm-hmm. like i'm standing at the unit for an hour maybe two if i gotta double check a bunch of stuff but then you're done and i'm i'm i've came far enough financially i don't need eight hours and i love flexibility Mm -hmm. so the stars align this year for me to get out two three sometimes four days a week for i mean anywhere from a half hour to like three hours yeah Yeah. change a battery hey
3: i'm still working
1: yeah, no, there, there was none of that. My time cards reflect it, but if you want to call it like a glorified lunch break on the way home, yeah. I find a cool public spot yeah. to go check out and just hammer them, and this has been a hell of a year. This is a it's an honor to be on this podcast to talk about all this stuff because I'm so damn passionate about it mm-hmm. on my up-to-date record year. Did well, you
3: find more in Iowa or Illinois?
1: I, I haven't yet. Well, I took like a half hour walk in Iowa. This is all Illinois. Okay. I found all of mine in Illinois and 18 were on public land. That's, awesome. That's impressive. That's One awesome. was real awesome.
0: impressive. Yeah. It is. Well, dude, we're glad to have you, man. It's a ton of fun talking to you. It's just going to build and then we can do some check ins with you and whatnot. And sure. um, if people want to find you, I know we talked TikTok, limb Lost Boss, where else mm-hmm. can they get a hold of you? Not a lot. Of, I, more of the hunting community is getting TikTok. Like Eric just downloaded TikTok. Yeah. But there's a lot of guys that are on TikTok still? Mm-hmm. So that makes it even more impressive. I just followed you point. like
1: an hour ago. Hell yeah! One more. Why That's not? Right. The <laughs> yeah. more the merrier. Yeah. Are you? Are you making money from TikTok? I am. I am. Good. And I. I kind of did that by not by accident, but I didn't think it was going to turn into anything. You get an email and they're like, "Hey, we're inviting you to the Creator Fund. You rules, regulations, and your pay scale starts at thirteen cents a video. If you make more than ten dollars, you got to fill out tax forms. Fuck that. That's not worth my time. So yeah. I just forgot about it. Like I'm not going to worry about that. Like six months later, I get an email like your Creator Fund is ready for withdrawal. I don't. I didn't sign up for any of that. I didn't. That's six I didn't million paperwork. dollars in there. Well, so I clicked <laughs> it, and like I'm not going to do anything for ten bucks. But I clicked it, and it had built up to like seven hundred dollars, and I was like, No shit. I'll, I'll fill out some forms for that. <laughs> I can do that. Yeah. yeah so so yeah, I uh, I am on there, and it's it's definitely not paying the bills, but you know, it's better nothing. Fill your truck with gas. Just fucking around on your phone and making jokes. Why not? <laughs> I like
0: it. Well, yeah. good, for, good for you, man. Yeah. So, if they don't have TikTok, where could they find you?
1: Uh, I'm on Facebook, Hayden Bailey, but I don't really add anybody back unless, A, your profile picture is you holding a deer, or B, if I know you. Mm. I get so many friend requests on there, and I just... It, yeah, right. I, I have Facebook. I'm, I'm weird with Facebook. It's, it's kind of fading out. Well, I'm weird. Facebook it, sucks. It feels more personal. <laughs> like, yeah. if I'm
0: posting pictures of my kids... Mm-hmm. I don't
1: post. I post every now and again. My kids on Instagram. Hey, and stuff. On? I'm there for marketplace. What's up? Yeah, yeah. I'm, there, I'm there for marketplace. <laughs> it's my the marketplace. The thing... news feed ratio is like 10 Yeah, yeah. I'm just seeing
0: what's for sale. It's, it's a the only gosh, thing no. keeping Facebook alive for blue collar guys. Yeah, oh probably. for sure it is. Yeah. I well, tell
3: everyone if it wasn't for the podcast and marketplace, I wouldn't be there. No, mm-hmm.
0: mm-hmm.
3: oh, no, nope.
0: for sure. TikTok, limb loss, boss. Any, any shout outs? Anything you want to close out with?
1: Uh, Dream Team Prosthetics in Duncan, Oklahoma, is the clinic that. Gave me the tools and the prosthetics and taught me how to use them, and their protocol made me successful. They won't take the credit for it. They say it's all on the person. I say it, it, you know, it takes the right tools to do the work to get to where I'm at.
3: I love it, man. Well, thank you so much. I got one more question for you. Please hit it. Have you ever? Do you ever think about like going out west, like shed hunting or hunting at all? Yes. Good question. And
1: right after I lost my legs, um, obviously your priorities get. Redirected for sure. My dad and I went and hunted mule deer in New Mexico. Okay, and we actually ended up in a unit that had no fucking mule deer. <laughs> we uh we went down there based on an outdated map in a magazine that said there was trophy bucks in this area, and we ended up down there and talked to some of the locals, and they were like, "The fucking drought four years ago killed every deer out here," and we they're like, "You came from Central Illinois to hunt deer here," and we were like, "Yeah." I know. Uh, oh, and, yeah, so uh i've i've been mule deer hunting in wyoming that was my right after graduating high school with my dad that was an experience and uh i've been in new mexico legless once damn
0: that's a good story <laughs> <laughs> pretty good one do
1: a little more research
0: <laughs> Yeah. Exactly. Well Hey, don't read magazines from the 80s anymore either. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, found a hidden gem. Let's go this magazine. Yeah, we drew tags
1: first try. But, yeah. no, I have thought about that. And like I kind of mentioned at the beginning of the thing, covering ground, you know, as an amputee is a lot harder. Sure. But that also kind of brings out just being strategic and figuring out, you know, where you're doing and what you got to mm-hmm. do to get where you want to be and all that kind yeah. of stuff. I, I would like to do that someday when I have more time to apply to it. Yeah. I'd say my big focus right now would be at some point, probably not this year, but in the next couple of years, I'm going to get back into bow hunting. Because I, I like bow it. hunted awesome. before I lost my legs. And I uh, it's just a passion of mine. Right now, I live in town. It's our first house. And our plan in the next year is to actually, my dad's getting a house built. And then we're going to buy the house I grew up in and I'll be living Right where I hunt, so it'll be a lot more easy to yeah, for sure. get off work.
0: Anybody's go got the tree. drive, man. You got it.
1: I'm, I'm going to try. He's killing it.
0: I don't have any yeah. doubts. <laughs> I do not have any doubts that you'll you'll kill it. As soon as you start, you pick a bow back up, you'll kill a bow that year. Or kill a deer with your bow that year. Kill a bow? You could kill a bow. I don't I, honestly, to, I would don't I would like to kill it.
1: I would like to try and ground hunt for deer with a bow. I would like to put on a ghillie suit at Dude, four foot nothing and go tuck back. A ghost blind for
0: you would be money. Fucking money. You ever seen the ghost blind?
1: Is that those mirrors? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm I'm a little guy, and I can walk through thick spots that nobody can. And you know, when you get back in what I call a buck hide, when you go somewhere and you feel like you're in the beast's lair, yeah, like I'm in this fucker. I'm I am outnumbered here. Like this especially if is, you put these territory. sons of bitches on, you could be yeah, perfect. So global. if I could get in one of those thickets, like I just want to see a deer of this class walk through that thick because they got to have their face dragging the ground to get that rack through some of that yeah, stuff mm-hmm. could you imagine finding a thick spot to set up in that and just wait
0: man I just didn't get in and out would be tough but you could do it
1: yeah would. he goes they're, right I'm,
0: underneath that mold of flora
5: okay, yeah I, that's true
1: i'm eye level with the deer's trail yeah that's true i can see their tunnels like a little hobbit roads yeah I can, hobbit get roads. Their, <laughs> I can get on their level and see like yeah. they're traveling here
3: like not trying to be an asshole or nothing but you could almost put like just carry a decoy with you with the short legs on and be the decoy yeah you, like be, a, you are the decoy like deer centaur I mean, (laughs) nobody's ever done
1: that before, would that be legal?
3: Like the Trojan horse, but you're just a deer.
1: I don't think there's any law saying it's illegal. You can't be a bilateral amputee deer centaur to go out and kill bucks. What DNR is going to charge you when you come out walking like that? The the guy having a bad day. You got
0: something against guys with no legs, you son of a bitch. (laughs) (laughs) Am I here trying to hunt just like you are? Yeah, just guilt them.
3: Oh, totally. Hey,
0: whatever it takes. Whatever it takes, man. Yeah. Yeah, whatever it takes. You can do it. I have faith I might, in you, buddy. Might
1: creative with it, but at first we're going to try and just be a bush. Be a bush first, like, a and Kelly then be suit, a centaur after <laughs> that.
0: <laughs> <first>. <laughs> well, awesome, yep. man. This is a ton of fun. Yeah, yeah I appreciate, no, I we appreciate it. it.
1: This, is, this is a lot of fun. That's cool.
0: This is You've done a podcast before this? No, no,
1: I ain't never done nothing like this. Fuck. Well, I was nervous as hell when I walked through that door. I just drove hours. I feel like I can't walk, walking like shit, leaning on stuff. I'm all... Popping the cherry, you know. Yeah, well, we're here now. I feel like I'm at home.
3: Oh, it was a blast, man. (laughs) Eric, you got anything to throw in? No, man, just appreciate you bringing in the show and tell and coming on board.
5: Judabus? Badass. The whole thing, all of it.
1: Love it. Good times. Thanks, buddy. Yep, thank you.
0: All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. You know what to do. Go shoot your bow. We love you.